Welcome back, everyone, to episode 110 of the Popcorn Podcast. I'm Tommy. Of course, Ryan is here with me. And our guest this week is, in my opinion, and Ryan's, the best Spider-Man variant there is. He has over 2.6 million followers on TikTok, 64,000 on Instagram, and in pre-production for his first film as the iconic web slinger. We wanted to thank Jeremy DeRomo, and welcome to the show, brother. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, what's up, everyone? Uh, this is going to be my first time on their podcast, and as you heard, we're talking about The Amazing Spider-Man. I'm really excited. Uh, and you also heard my name. My name is Jeremy DeRoma. Uh, I'm from California, and most people know me as The International Spider-Man. And yeah, I mean, you're extremely well-known on TikTok, millions of followers. You have some of the best Spider-Man content out there, and just following you from on Instagram, getting to meet you at the Spider-Man Lotus premiere, which was a pretty cool experience for all everyone, I think. And uh, yeah, reading into your short film, or fan film, I'm sorry, as Spider-Man got me really excited since it does dive into the mental health and suicide prevention, as we had just wrapped our first short film, which follows in those same discussions. Got it. Got it. Wow. That's uh, really good to hear. Uh, yeah, my, my film... Uh, there's a lot going on right now in my own life where we've actually had to delay pre-production, unfortunately. Um, and as we get into the holidays, like every year, the holidays just go by like that. Uh, we're looking to get into pre-production officially the early next year. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for that too. Yeah. And I think something really cool that you're going to be doing with this one is taking the story as Ned leads as Spider-Man and not going the traditional route, which most people follow, which is Peter as Spider-Man. Got it. Yeah. Um, with that, there have been a lot of people asking how it's going to be. Um, and I've formed this in every single aspect of it very intentionally. So I'm going to be really excited to actually talk about it. So I'll talk about it as much as I can on here. Yeah. Um, but Every single part of this version of Ned Leeds is going to have personality for specific reasons, and it comes from his origin story. And I'm saying it on here for the first time. We are going to have an origin story, and we're going to have our own original origin story as well. Um, uh, for those of you that don't know, my movie is going to be a Spider-Man movie, but it's going to be a mental health movie first. Um, and for those of you that have been following along but don't quite know, this storyline is inspired by my own personal story. Um, as many of you, I've loved Spider-Man since I was a kid, but uh, you know, a, a lot of times, people that dress up as Spider-Man, especially you know, like on the Hollywood Walk of Fame or whatever, can ruin that illusion for kids, especially if they're trying to you know, just ask for tips and whatnot. But four-year-old me knew that if anyone can do it anyone will believe it. And yeah, I, I had the chance to do that going into TikTok 2019. Really didn't expect it to turn into any of this. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I, uh, I hid my face for four years. And really? yeah, I stayed wow. in character, hid my face for four years. And because I care about that accuracy, my whole idea was I wanted you to feel like you can follow Spider-Man on social media in real life, not a cosplayer. So I really didn't associate with the whole cosplay community until pretty much after my face reveal, um, which is very interesting. It's a different story, though. But I blew up mainly because the accuracy 
And then it took, so it took me two years to hit a million, but it took me four more months to hit 2 million because I guess because of that accuracy, I changed my voice to sound like Tom Holland, Spider-Man. I walked, ran, stood like him. Unintentionally, half my audience was convinced that I was Tom Holland doing this for fun. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's been a journey, but this movie will be inspired by my own struggles with suicide and yeah. Um, it's not only time that I talk about it, but for my own reasons, this movie will be the art piece in basically the book will be closed on this part of my life and I don't have to be attached to it, you know? Yeah. I'll be able to detach it from detach from it a little bit and move on to the next step in my life. And if we ever want to refer back to it, that'll be it. I don't need to reiterate it talking about it all over again that, and also to help people that are currently going through it of course of course dude that i mean it's amazing your content is incredible the accuracy uh i saw your recently you had the video of you standing like tom holland kind of making fun of his stance and i think it's such a funny video because he <laughs> does have that strict posture that he has so it is so funny <laughs> that you followed this for so long that it kind of became like part of you to be spider-man because you weren't showing your face, you had to act just like him. So I think it's just such a crazy, amazing form of art and filming that most cosplayers don't ever go that level because you weren't really cosplaying, you were more living it. Yeah. So yeah uh, I think it's great. I believe it's called method acting. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, in a way, method acting. But yeah, with you talking about the going into suicide prevention, all that, that kind of going back to what we were making my me and Ryan short film was about an actual day I had in my life where I kind of was making choice after choice after choice. If like, am I going to go take my own life? Like, is this what I want to do? So I kind of use that as you're saying as like closing a chapter because it lets you therapeutically be able to relive those moments, but at the same time, know that you're past yeah. that and you're able to look back on that and not have go back into that loop that I was going through at least. So I, I think it's amazing right. what you're doing with the Spider-Man character and bringing it with your own life and mixing with the superhero. So I think it's just incredible. Thank you. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm really excited for it. And if not anything, I hope this film just helps people. Um, and I guess I will say this for the first time. Um, so it'll be on your podcast officially. Um, his friends, and I'm not saying who's going to be in it, who's not going to be in it, because I'm excited to officially announce that too. But his group of friends that he has, they will have their own struggles and stories as well. That'll definitely, it won't be all focused just on Spider-Man himself. You know, everyone goes through something. Everyone goes through something different. And uh, we've seen a little bit of that from other characters in his life in the past. So, yeah, we're going to dip into it a little more than some other iterations have. And we're probably going to have our own original storyline as well. I'm I'm so excited because I've been following the Instagram page for, I, I think I've been following you for about a year now. Before, like, anything, like, oh, even wow. thinking about having you on the show... And then I remember I saw you at Lotus, and I was like, "I was like, I think that's International Spider-Man." <laughs> and then you came up, and we had 
met by accident. Like I shook your hand, and then you said, it. "I was like, oh my god, it is International Spider Man." I was like, "That's it." Was like a really cool moment for me. And I know anyone that's gotten to meet you're very, you're extremely nice, and knowing your story and everything like that, it's just super impressive. So, yeah. I really appreciate it, man. I didn't know you were following me for that long. Um, yeah, my all my personal people thing. and they say that. Yeah, it's. I mean, and then on TikTok, of course, you have millions of people that watch your stuff daily. It's an. I mean, it's incredible. Like we think this is like big for us, like people that, but you have millions. Like you, it is an <laughs> insane number, and that you're using it for positivity and not because we know the people on TikTok like to do the thirst traps. What just want people to watch their stuff. There's no actual meaning behind all of it. Don't laugh when I say that. Right. But uh, it's just funny because the one TikTok you made with your face in it started off by I know this looks like another fuckboy post, but I promise it's not. I'm gonna review the menu. It's so funny. <laughs> but, all right, yeah. well I do have one little notation. It's it's funny. Um I've never said this before publicly too, but it's funny. Um, I have a personal account. Some people know it. It's, it. It is private now. And if you find it, you find it, whatever. Uh, personal <laughs> TikTok account. When I first started Spider-Man, um, I started my personal page because I was like, there, sorry. I was like, there are, it was very new on TikTok. So I was like, yeah. there's some things that I can't do. This was before anyone thought I was Tom Holland, just to the whole Spider-Man character. I was like, there's things that I can't do that I shouldn't do. And there's things that I want to test on this page, like trends, sounds, types of styles of videos. Uh, it was really just for fun. I literally only had like 12 videos on there. And my friend from that I've known since elementary school, he was like, dude, like a lot of people are getting back into, into Asians and anime is a huge thing now. And you're, if you, he was like, if you make a thirst trap, you'll fucking go viral. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I'm... I don't think I want to do that. I'm I'm good. I'm, thank you. I appreciate the compliment, but and he kept bothering me about it, and I'm like, dude, like why? I'm, I don't know. But I was like, fine. I budged, and I made like one video. I know I made two for sure, but I don't know like how far apart. Um, but yeah, I made one video, and I went from twelve followers to twelve thousand followers. <laughs> That's impressive. And and it was back uh, for those for those of you that are watching that are trying to grow on TikTok really hard. It's if you look at my TikTok now, I'm barely on it. I'm more on Instagram because the algorithm is just so different now. They stopped catering to big creators. Different styles of videos are just not working anymore. I don't even know what to do anymore on TikTok. But it was it was so easy to grow back then. Again, this was like 2019, 2020. Um, yeah, I slowly started to get like really uncomfortable comments. So I stopped that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing it to see what would happen. Hey, I mean, <laughs> you got 12,000 followers, which yeah. is... Pretty insane <laughs> on one post. <laughs> right. But yeah, moving away from Jeremy's thirst traps, if anyone wants to go find them, they're probably <laughs> out there somewhere. We'll repost them on the I challenge TikTok. anyone to find them. Yeah, we'll we'll find them. We'll we'll get our research team in on Good Colin to cut them in. Yeah, we'll have our editor <laughs> edit them mixed in with this video. But uh moving on to our we interrupt topic. this program. <laughs> Moving into the topic of this episode, we're here to talk about both The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And before I let anyone talk specifically, <laughs> Ryan, yeah, I just want to say from my perspective, Andrew Garfield is the best Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man 2 has some yeah. of the best Spider-Man sequences of all time, and I love Amazing Spider-Man 1. They are my favorite Spider-Mans, and I will stick to that till the day I die. 
before Ryan gets the answer, I want to hear your thoughts on them, Jeremy. Okay. Um, if you want to hear all my thoughts, this podcast would be five hours long, so let's not do that. <laughs> I will give bits and pieces here and there. Um, starting off with everyone watching, everyone that even talks about Spider-Man, especially because of how social media and how people are conditioned in this generation to think that they're so entitled or to think that whatever they say will always be right. And a lot of people are quick to jump to initial reaction and people are commuting, communicating less and less effectively nowadays. And I realize anywhere, again, mostly on social media, if people ask the big question, who is the best Spider-Man? And again, we're only, I'm only talking about Toby, Andrew and Tom cinematic wise. You see that a lot, but people answer different questions, different versions of the question. People will answer who the best Spider-Man is, who the best Peter Parker is, who the best actor is, who is most comic accurate when most people that I see haven't read all the comics. And I haven't read all the comics. I I honestly wasn't even huge on comics growing up. I have some, but I I never was like a collector. Um, But even then, because so I can't speak for comic accuracy on every little aspect. But even if I didn't, there's a version of him now, then, in the future. He's a person. Like, yeah, he's a character, but he's been in high school. He's been in college. He's been older. People change, you know? So people will answer different versions of the questions. Um, And as for the Amazing Spider-Man series, they'll say how good it is, but they'll answer how, how 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 it is cinematically, story wise um character wise action wise um a lot of people are like oh if it entertain if it entertains me by action that's all i care about i care about like the substance you could have a spider-man movie with no action and if it's good it it's it'll be damn good you know um so yeah that's my initial thoughts on that question i i wanted to address that because i've never actually seen anyone say it that way so for anyone watching, maybe that's something to think about. Maybe how you ask the question, how you ask someone specific that question, or how you answer that question. Because now that I think about it, before I thought about it that way, I would answer the question in my own opinion, who I think is the best in only one surface level aspect. And as I've gotten to think about it more and more in, in this way, I have two parts. My first answer is that overall, they're all the best in their own aspects. Like they really are. And I'm sure a lot of people can agree with that. Um, And as for people that really hate Tom for certain reasons, we'll get into that later. Um, If you really think about it, you can see what Marvel's doing. Marvel has their own, they had their own thing with uh, Tony and Cap for 10 years. You know, they had that arc. They both had a character arc. And now that they're gone, Spider-Man is huge. And they they wanted to do it younger this time because they've had Spider-Man at the same age the past two times. If you really think about it, I've seen a contract that I might have, I probably shouldn't have seen before. I don't even know if I should be saying it. I don't think I can get in trouble for it. Yeah, no, (laughs) no. I'm I'm not like associated with them. (laughs) But I saw a contract that they wanted. This was back during the homecoming era. 
they wanted Tom for three trilogies, three in high school, three in college, and three as an adult. And if I stand corrected, we've had his trilogy in high school. And I mean, yes, we're on the third movie, but they specifically called it a trilogy themselves. Tom's and Daya, all of them, as they've, they've said, this is an end of an era. They didn't say why. And like, I know it, it's also because no one really knows who Spider-Man is now, but they're treating it as a trilogy. And I, I think I've seen um, Amy Pascal talk about it at the premiere um, that they're looking forward to the next trilogy. I don't know if that's her confirming it, but to me it is. And yeah, I'm really yeah. excited about that. So with that said, with, with Tom's version being so young and irresponsible and, you know, a lot of people have come to realize just recently that, oh my God, these three movies were just an origin story. I like that because life doesn't move as fast as movies in general. So I like that they took the time. I like that they started him younger for the same reason they started the way they did with Iron Man and Cap is because if you start him off way down here as an irresponsible childish kid, he has so much room for growth and mistakes and to become the underdog and to end out triumphantly, you know? So now that I think about it, you know, maybe he will be the best Spider-Man to everyone eventually. Yeah. Damn, Cause I'm really excited. A, yeah, that's a take. I, I like it though. Coming out swinging. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, there is all the different ways that we've looked at who's the best. Because there's always that argument that I feel like probably is the most common thought process. Is that a lot of people like saying Toby's the best Peter, Andrew's the best Spider-Man, and Tom's good at both, and that makes him the best. Yeah. So I know everyone yeah. has that opinion on it, and mm -hmm. I just know I I love all of them. I didn't love Tom Holland till the newest one, so I was one of the haters, and I, I'm sorry, Tom Holland. I take everything back I said. Cause you're great, and I love all of them. It's just I don't know. I, I Ryan and me talked about this earlier, and I think I've said it a hundred times. I just think I have like a, a deeper emotional connection to Andrew than I do the other ones. So I think I'll always hold Andrew in a special place. And crying at No Way Home was was a. Oh, oh we'll get into that later too. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll dive um, into all of this. So yeah, I mean, before we get into anything else, um, yeah, I. I hear that a lot. I'm sure everyone else hears that a lot. You know, Toby's the best Peter, Andrew's the best Spider-Man, Tom's the best at both. Um, and that's also subjective, but it's pretty common from what I hear. Um, yeah, but as you were saying with you being like a kind of a Tom hater, unfortunately, um, do you want to get into that part now or is that a specific portion for later? We can hop into that now. Yeah, that's on you. That's... I'm not. I, I'm not. I know all the Tom Holland stands will be in our comments. So yeah. I want everyone to understand. I real. I love Tom Holland as Spider Man. It took me a long time. I just had my own subjective idea of what I what Spider Man is and who is Spider Man. And it just it just took me a little bit. I don't. I love Homecoming. And I will always love that movie. I just had my own thoughts, and they were all. I took back everything after No Way Home. I do love Tom. Got it. Okay. I mean, yeah, this is your podcast. I don't know. I knew, I'm, I'm sure you guys knew or planned that we were going to talk about all three. I don't know if you had a certain plan for that or if you wanted to go in order. I don't know. But to, our to our podcast kind of just yeah. everywhere. Okay. Cool. We kind of mix in whatever we want to Take talk it. about. You know, as much shit okay. as you want. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to call right. us out on something and be like, yeah. you're wrong, that's fine. That's, Feel free. that's what me and Ryan do for the last 110 <laughs> episodes. Cool. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, 
Yeah. So from what I hear about Toby and Andrew, Tom, kind of with what you said, um, I thought about that too and formed my own opinion on that way of saying it. To me, because for those of you watching, I'm 23. So I grew up with Toby. There's a lot of people that are my age. Unfortunately, I have a friend that didn't even know there was a Spider-Man movie until Tom Holland. Oh boy, that, that is. I rough. felt kind of offended, and she has a little <laughs> brother, so I'm like, how did that not ever come up? Um, but I watched the Spider-Man movies as they came out. I remember being four years old, going to the theater, watching Spider-Man Two. I remember getting a gold heart pin for like charity or whatever. Um, I think I still have it somewhere too. I remember that. Clearly, I don't remember the first one. It was 2002, for God's sakes. But yeah, um, yeah, I watched them. I grew up with Toby. Those movies mean everything to me. And I think of it in every aspect. And I watch them now. They age like fine wine. There are some certain aspects to where we can get into that later. Spider-Man 3, some things don't age well, but for reasons. Um, the movies itself, the, the tone, the writing, the intention, all of it, the emotion, all of it ages so well. I will watch that those movies over and over and it ages well. And there's one aspect from that trilogy that did stick with me is that unfortunately Toby's acting in my opinion was kind of bland. Um agreed. But it worked at the time. To me it didn't age too well, but it's not the worst thing still. But now you know, if you think about it in their world a nerd back then in the early 2000s could exact could be exactly that. So, you know, a lot of people now judge those versions of Spider-Man way too harshly, in my opinion. Um, again, it's subjective, so I get it, but I think it's way too harsh nowadays. And a lot of people don't realize, too, that Tobey Maguire's movies, when they came out, especially mostly the first one, kind of was nostalgic for the fan base at that time. Um, cause if you look at the time period, it's in modern time, but everything in that movie is kind of still from the nineties. So yeah. I don't know if they did that on purpose or I don't know, but you know, I think these movies are also made for its time period. People need to remember that too. Um, Andrews was, especially the Oscorp part was a little futuristic in my opinion, but you know, it's a superhero movie, whatever. And, you know, if you were to be a nerd in 2012, just because you skateboarded, you weren't cool. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. I, I wasn't deemed as a nerd back then, but I thought I was nerdy. You know, I was into superheroes and stuff. Um, I wasn't the, the, the nerd that Peter Parker is. I wasn't all about school and whatnot, but... Yeah, there was a lot of people that I knew at my school that were deemed as nerds, and they skateboarded to school. So, um, and that version of Peter Parker with him skateboarding was also kind of just from Andrew Garfield being a skateboarder, and he brought that in. So I, I think that's really cool, too, because it brings some originality to the character. Um, okay, as for Tom's part. Oh, there we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I saw actually there's one more part from going to Toby 
and them re planning to reboot to Andrew. Uh, it came out what two thousand seven, eight, nine. They announced it two thousand nine, I think. And for those of you that don't realize, YouTube started in like two thousand eight, so media wasn't a huge thing back then. And especially for even for the older kids, like we, not all of us had phones, smartphones or whatever, you know. Um, I just remember my uncle, he was like, oh, you want to see, they released pictures of the new Spider-Man movie. I was like, no way. Like, I want to see where Spider-Man 4 is going. And then he shows me Andrew with him. Remember that where he figures out he has powers on the train and then he runs home in the yeah, middle of the street at night? Yeah. yeah. The The teaser was him on that same street, but damage in his suit from Oscorp. You've probably seen that picture, but... Yeah, that was the teaser that it showed. And I was like, what is this? My eight and nine-year-old self didn't realize what a reboot was, you know? And it's not like they inherently or purposely planned for Spider-Man 3 to be the last movie. So it took me some time to get used to it. When I first saw The Amazing Spider-Man, it was actually my grandma that brought me to the theater. I lived right across from a movie theater before, so... I grew up watching a lot of movies. Um, she brought me, just me and her, and that last swinging scene when he webs at the camera and then the music just, you know, blares triumphantly for the credits. I, w I was in awe. I was in shock. And as much as I miss Toby's, that, oof, man, that, it, it hit me. And then throughout the years, I realized, like, Amazing Spider-Man 1 was kind of some things were weird in my opinion and I'm sure to the creators too because going into Amazing Spider-Man 2 a lot of things were changed. The music was drastically changed. There's as much as I love the first uh Amazing Spider-Man music, uh the score, some parts seem a little too a little not dark per se, but I can see where they were leaning in into the the creepiness of a spider aspect and it's great. Um but it was probably time for him to grow up and officially become that Spider-Man instead of him building himself into it. So the music is different in the second one. Um, his style is a bit different. Obviously the suit's different. Um, and yeah, it took me some time to get used to Amazing Spider-Man 1, Amazing Spider-Man 2 when I first saw it. I remember I was, I went with my three friends and my mom and this was in the 4DX seats before anyone had them. It was called the D-Box at the time. Literally no theaters had it. So we watched at the moving seats. And man, when that scene with Gwen, like this was the first movie that I cried in. Not only in theater, but I think the first movie that I, I've cried in. And with how stressful that scene was, especially building up to it, I remember like getting a headache from the stress by the end of the movie. Um, and, you know... 2014 i was 14 back then so the movie seemed perfect to me but yeah, yeah i i, I yeah. see now especially yeah i see as a as a filmmaker where whew, like a lot of things are messy i still agree with that um and for those of you that don't know the the production side of these movies a lot of things don't happen the way they originally planned to um things are changed on the spot it's not always up to the director. Um, and Avi Arad, which I'm sure you guys know about being the producer of Sony, has messed 
has messed yeah, up a lot Toby's of Spider-Man 3. And he literally did the same thing with Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I, I don't... I, I thought you would have learned by then, but... Yeah. I, I, I think... I don't, I don't know him. I don't know exactly how they all did it. I don't know how much he could, how control he had. But it's, it seems like that he thought it would work. So because it's different this time, they could make it work. It was, I think it was worse in my opinion this time. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and you know, the same, yeah, same thing with Spider-Man 3. Like, I, I know that Sam Raimi amazingly did the first one. And the second one kicked the first one's ass. Like, perfect. And for those of you that don't know, Sam Raimi, the director, didn't really know Venom as a character. So he didn't really want to do it. Avi Arad pushed that on him. And I don't really know how or who decided to do the new Goblin, but that was cool in my opinion. It was original. I like the new um, Goblin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole Venom thing is like probably people's main issue. Because the Sandman thing, I think, I don't really, I haven't heard complaints about Sandman. They did really well too. Yeah. And, uh, for me to care about the more emotional and substance side of movies, um, because a lot of people don't realize the Spider-Man story it is a drama. It's about him, like Spider-Man 2, not being able to catch a break. So the Sandman part, when they ended his last scene talking about forgiveness, adds deep, you know? Um, yeah, they ruined Spider-Man 3. Of course, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with that. Um, but then, like I said, going into Tom's, when I first heard about the reboot, I, when they announced it, when they first announced it, everyone was going crazy. Like, oh my God, he's going to show up in Civil War. You know, we were all getting excited about that. Um, my best friend at the time kind of looked like him and a lot of people were like kind of poking at him that he looks like him. He doesn't really, but he has a resemblance. Um, so I was 15 at the time. I was aware of what a, re what a reboot was. I was devastated that it wasn't Andrew, but I was excited because it really seemed to be super hyped up. And I was like, oh my God, it's this young kid that looks like he's my age. They're probably going to put him like as a freshman or sophomore in high school, which they did. Um, but as for my thoughts on Tom Holland's movies, um, when I first saw Homecoming in theater, in the theater, um, right when it cut to the credits, I was like, holy, holy crap. This is this is the best and most fun Spider-Man movie ever. Of course, it's first time experience. Um, as we got into Far From Home, and not quite yet No Way Home, uh, I formed stronger opinions that he was extremely irresponsible, and that I can't look up to this version. So it made me like him less. And you know, he it's not like he he tried. I guess they re referenced Uncle Ben, so. I would think that he would have some sense of responsibility or guilt, right? But uh, I don't know because they didn't talk about Uncle Ben. They didn't talk about exactly what happened. I hope they talk about it more in the future. Um, but yeah, I couldn't really like him anymore. I couldn't look up to him because that's that's the Spider-Man I want. Someone, a Spider-Man that I could look up to, not just be entertained by. And then as we went into Far From Home, it was a fun summer flick, but that's like one of my least favorites. Spider-Man movies, in my opinion, yeah. Far From Home, like, for that movie to have a scene where he's like, look at the baby mountain goats, and everyone just, like... Thank you. I looks... do not like that movie. And, <laughs> and everyone, everyone falls, falls for it. Yeah, that part everyone just falls right for it. 
I'd like it. I don't even know if I just cringe or I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I just, I really, I, I don't like it. <laughs> no, um, I do. my main issue is, I, I don't know if I'm in the, if this is a hot take. I don't think it is. I hated that they tried to act dumb with the whole Mysterio thing. Yeah, that, and, like, it that really was... bothered me. And I was like, anyone who's ever read a comic book knows Mysterio is not good. There's not a single mm -hmm. person who's a comic book reader that's going into that thinking, oh, he, this is new, like, superhero? No. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like the movie. I've never liked the movie, and I, I, I stand by it most of the time. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it was a fun summer flick. I'll give it that. And if for anyone out there that has arguments, throw it in the comments. I, I want to see. I, like, I'm not someone that wants to argue just to argue. I want to debate to see if we can come to a better conclusion. And if it gets intense, cool. I just don't want anyone to take it personally. But I, I, like, I want someone to change my mind that that's a really good movie. You know, if, if they want to. Um, and it, it's, it's John Watts writing that's kind of, you know, Ferris Bueller and Breakfast Club type of vibe. And I get it for the high school aspect, but in my own personal opinion, Spider-Man is still a drama story. I, I don't think it should be that. But the fact that they're really focused on originality here and making a trilogy into one origin story, and then the contract that I saw and my theory of like, you know, him growing and becoming the best Spider-Man to everyone later on, I laid off a bit. So I, I trust in, in Marvel not doing what they did again. As we can see, Sony's trying to do their thing again. Avi Arad, I don't know what he's doing. That's a different conversation. But now that Sony and Marvel are like sharing Spider-Man, like I know they're not going to mess this up this time. I mean, good, but I, well, I doubt that. I highly doubt it. We hope they don't mess this up. I hope, Obviously yeah. Is, he's a poison to superheroes. Yeah. So, that's my whole thing going into all three. <laughs> no, I, 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 we watched uh, Tasm 2 today. And, again, I'm as much as, I hadn't probably watched the movie in whole in a good, probably five years. Like, from beginning to end, mm. no cutting around. Because I probably cut around probably twice wow. or three times a year. But uh, mm -hmm. it definitely didn't hold up as well as I had been telling people for years that mm -hmm. it's a top five Spider-Man movie. But that, with that being said, it has some of the best sequences, scenes ever in a Spider-Man movie. Mm -hmm. Just the movie in a whole, Avi Arad, it's Andrew Seth Ford and said stuff about it. We know Mark Webb has had his... Very outspoken about it. William Spencer, who we had on the show, even had his thoughts about everything. Mm. So I, I don't trust the guy. I don't, I don't like what he does with the super with the Spider-Man characters. Venom Two is that's a whole oh, another two hours. I could whole go conversation. On. That's a whole podcast. That it is a whole other podcast to do. But <laughs> no, I, I love Andrew. I think he's the him and Emma Stone are the saving grace of that franchise. Without. Them, there is nothing in that franchise to hold. I'm sorry, Sally Fields, the love of my life. I will love oh, you forever. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Ryan, that's another thing that people don't commonly talk about. Sally Fields as Aunt May, man, she was like, I thought the first Aunt May was good. I, I'm, I'm sorry to Rosemary Harris, but like, wow. Like, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sally. Like, so I've yeah, been, I love I her so her all much. Day today. Yeah. But yeah, Ryan, I'm what surprised are your... though. Oh. I'm surprised that you, you know, 
loving the Amazing Spider-Man series so much and Andrew being your favorite Spider-Man that it's been this long since you've watched it. I'm surprised. I think it's because I know deep down it's not as good as I was telling people. And I was like, ah, just watch the scenes I love uh, so much. Got it. I mean, okay. Don't get me wrong. It's still a lot higher on a scoreboard than most people would ever put it at. It's just... Okay. I'm I'm only I'm 22, so I grew up with Toby, of course, and I yeah. I've told this on the podcast. My grandma bought me Spider-Man three while she pirated it off some guy in Philly, and when she gave it to me, we put it in. It didn't even release yet. It was like a week out in theaters, and it was all in Spanish. <laughs> There's no English, but it was like oh, dubbed over it really poorly in Spanish. And it was horrible. And then that put a sour taste in my mouth. Saw it, hated it as a kid. Oh. I I didn't even like it when I was little. And to this day, I don't like the movie. I don't think it continues the story that the first two did so well. I think it's like a, I mean, it's like falling off a cliff drop off for me. Yeah. So I I I hold that movie with deep distaste. And then Andrew got announced. I was like, oh, okay, something new. And then my poster, the greatest poster of all time. Ah, uh, dude, I love that poster. That's so yeah, I, cool. <laughs> it is so cool. And I remember that was just my being wallpaper so- on my old ass HTC Android in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, and I just remember being so unbelievably excited. And I was like, okay, this is my Spider Man now. And the first one I went and saw, and I think it's one of the few times since, like, besides being a little kid, that my mom and dad took me to see a movie. Once I got like a little mm-hmm. older and mm-hmm. I walked out, I was like, that's the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time. There's, there's no beating it. And I was like, amazing Spider-Man one. And then I saw the second one and cried for two hours. Gwen Stacy. <laughs> and I still cry every time I watch the scene, except for today. I didn't cry for the first time. I think ever. It's true. I, I probably should have watched the first and second one yesterday or today before the I podcast. Mean, it, it was a, it was a marinade a little bit. I was, I was sitting, I was like, Oh God, don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> But I, I still think the movie, as much as there's some scenes that are just so poorly written, but they, I know Avi, or how are we, stupid Avi. Wait, sorry, are you talking uh, about Spider-Man 3 still? Oh, no, Tasm 2 I was going into. Oh, okay, Tasm 2, as, okay. As much as I love this movie, and I think the suit, no one will ever beat that suit, there's just some scenes that are so bad, and the writing is yeah. so poor, and it's because they went and rewrote the entire script like a month before production started. They went back and redid everything. Andrew Garfield said the first script for Tasm 2 was the best thing he's read. And then... Right. And it turned out to be something that he... I forgot exactly what he said, but he was disconnected he from. He didn't love it. He's he said multiple times. He just... He's like, so much stuff had changed from what I, what we what we worked on. Because he had... He didn't get writing credits, but he had worked on like the rewrites the first time when Mark Webb was yeah. just writing it. And he was like, mm-hmm. I felt personal to me. The Gwen thing was hit. They weren't going to do Gwen. Then they were doing it. Then they weren't. Then they were. Then they weren't. And oh. he just said, like, eventually it lost, like, the fire and, like, the love for it. And he's like, right. it just became someone completely different than what I ever wanted to make. More commercialized. For those of you that are watching that have probably never heard this before about The Amazing Spider-Man 2, after I say this, go rewatch it with what I said in mind. I notice, especially as a filmmaker, what scenes are Mark Webb and what scenes are clearly Avi Arad. So if you haven't realized, go back and watch it and you'll see. And that might make you like the movie more. It might make you understand why the movie is the way it is, why it failed, why 
people love it so much, why people hate it so much. Ryan, um, how about you? What are your yeah. thoughts on the TASM universe? Listen. Oh god, that's never a good sign to start with. Good movie. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Hold on. Sorry to interrupt you. Here's what I'm gonna do. Oh. Go ahead, Brian. Oh god. PS5 <laughs> asshole. God damn it. Both of you have one. I can't get one. God. Um all right. The amazing Spider-Man movies. Where do I where do I begin? Start with the how first about, one. How about how about begin at the beginning? Yeah. I have never, nor probably will I ever, care about Peter Parker's parents. I just gotta say it now. It is what it is. They tried to make it a thing in this movie. Tried to. Avi Arad tried to in the second one, which was god-awful. But in the first one, we get, you know, the scene in the beginning where they have to leave. And I just, I just never cared. It was never, never important to me that Peter Parker's parents even existed in the first place. He has this wonderful aunt and uncle who half of which are terribly ripped away from him and that's that's peter parker's story i never cared about his parents or any sort of plot he had with the osborns it just never interested me and it still doesn't in these movies so but the osborne storyline is in toby's his yeah, no, no his parents not, no he said not the parents involved with the osborne yeah. like you know like he worked with his dad um mm -hmm. i mean i like that but now that he says that like I kind of agree with him. Not that I don't care, because I'm always interested. Because that was one thing from Toby's that I was like, they never mention his parents. They don't have to make it a whole yeah. thing, but they never mention it. So, mm -hmm. Ryan, maybe if they, if they did that, if they mentioned it, you know, if it was part of the first movie, but never its own story, you think that would have been okay? Or you really maybe. I mean, don't they have the mentioned it at all? I mean, they have mentioned it in, like, the comics and stuff. And I'm not a huge comic reader. I'll just say that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie and say I've read all okay. of it. But, right. um, yeah, I, I still think it just it just doesn't matter because it it's more important his relationship with Aunt May and Uncle Ben. It's not – it's never been important yeah. his relationship with his parents, you know? Mm -hmm. And especially if the parents are only going to be in a little bit, then it's just wasting time at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. So I was telling you today. So the original plan – this. You can find anyone who wants to. You can find snippets of the original script online. A lot of the writers who have worked on it have came out and talked about it. The original plan was the opening scene that everyone dislikes. I even dislike. I don't like the parents on the plane. I think it's kind of pointless to the story. It should have opened with his suit and him falling out of the sky, which I don't know. I assume he jumped from a really high building because he's just starting. He's falling, which I love. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been seeing a lot of that recently. Like, I feel like that's something that should be like, just, just accept it. Like, not just accept it, but just enjoy it for what it is. The fact that it is, he is falling and it, they had to do it a little higher because it comes from the spider and then into him skydive, like falling. Like if we did that sequence transitioning into his back spider lower to the ground, it wouldn't have been as cool. Like, yeah. I feel like even they weren't like, oh, we're having him jump off a building, jump off a helicopter. Like, nothing. Like, like, that's, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's that's not something that should be focused on. Or oh, no, it doesn't. No, I, I think about, it's beautiful. Yeah. But the original, yeah. I, I was, as I was saying, uh, the original script, so a lot of people, if you haven't go, seen the scene I'm talking about, please go and watch it. So there's the plane scene, not very good, very pointless to the story. There's a deleted scene of peter meeting his dad in a graveyard oh one of those well acted <laughs> scenes in a superhero scene of all time that was the original script 
He was supposed to see him at the end. There was supposed to be nothing. The train stuff was supposed to happen, which I know Ryan has his own thoughts on. And that was supposed to be the end of the movie and setting up another movie. There was not supposed to be a plane originally. There was not going to be anything about the parents' death. If they died, no one knew. And the dad was supposed to show up. They cut the scene. I was very sad because I've acted out that scene in my basement doing laundry a hundred times. And I still love it, and I think it should be in the movie. And everyone, if you haven't seen it, please go watch it. It's the deleted scene, Tazm 2, Graveyard. It's amazing. It fits the moment, and yeah. Was, uh, have you seen it, Ryan? I'm assuming you I have. have. I have. Okay. It's a pretty good scene. What do, you think about, what do you think about that scene? Not aside, not compared to the movie, just the scene itself. Yeah, I think just like straight up as a scene, watching it as a YouTube video, fantastic. Well acted by both of them. It's really, really good. The only thing is, and this is something that I can't complain about because we never saw it, where was it going? Like, was it in, in the next movies? Yeah. Where is it going to keep going yeah. on and you find out maybe where the mom is? I you know, that's, mom, that's my thing is that, like, where was this going? I, you know, I kind of want to see like, more. Like, was he going to start living with the dad? <laughs> yeah, but even that, like, doesn't matter what, what's going to happen. Is he going to move in with Aunt May? Like, what? now what? I don't know. Yeah, I haven't thought about kinda, that, but I mean. Or maybe he just goes to I, see him to let him know he's okay and, like. Maybe he needs someone. Maybe he needs his dad at that moment. He just lost a love. But then of his that would life. be like the biggest ex machina ever. <laughs> his dad right. shows up for one scene and then no, I think he'd the show up again. Maybe the dad has info about he create all those suits. Yeah, it could be. Six. Yeah, it could be. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. I for, for anyone else watching, I'm interested person. to see what. Sorry, what? Go ahead. You're the second person of our last three episodes that's had Tasm Two on in the background. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and I love it because whenever I'm not talking, I just watch the movie. It's so nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, for for everyone watching um, that has seen that movie, and if that scene was in the movie at the end, or in a different version of the Amazing Spider-Man Two, if it was done a little better, where do you guys think that would have gone? Because uh, I've never had anyone ask me, Ryan. That was that was good. Uh, good thought process to see where it would go after into the amazing spider-man 3 um because yeah I, I can't really come up with a solid answer for you honestly uh yeah. and they could have done I something really cool scene. but just yeah unfortunately never know mm -hmm. and like you were saying like you said you've acted out that scene multiple times in your basement i've done the same thing man like with amazing just some of my yeah it i sometimes i enact that scene when I'm just really hurting and I'm watching the movie and I, I feel like I need to let it out, but I, I can't like actually yell right now or whatever, or it, it'll help me get into an emotional part of my character when I'm, I'm shooting a clip for TikTok or an audition or anything. But yeah, I've done the same thing too. Um, I also have, I grew up without my dad. So yeah, that, that hit hard too. Yeah, I mean, anytime anyone, I feel like, when you can get that emotional connection to something, if you lost a parent, if you were raised by a single mother, single father, it definitely will hit harder than someone who was raised with both their parents. And I feel like that fits for any kind of movie. Like, everyone has that moment or that movie that they can watch and be like, this is part of my life. Like, I know what this is going through. And it makes those yeah. movies hit harder. And I think a lot of time increase makes your entertainment and how much you like the movie a lot more. Am I saying that right? I feel like that's, it was the dumbest sentence I've ever said. Yeah, no, I think that's your like overall how much experience you and relate connection to, the movie to it. Influence how much you enjoy it.
Yeah. And then makes the experience better for you. Oh, what was that? Oh, okay. Um, Oh, sorry. I don't mean to ever talk over you, but I can hear your voice on Ryan's end first, ironically, and then you clearly. Oh, we'll just move further. So that, yeah, I'm trying to time it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. So if I ever interrupt you, I'm not doing it. Just, yeah. Sometimes we pick up on each other. Uh, What I was saying was when we went to film our short film, I had to play a really, really sad, depressed character. And I, I, that's part of my life is over the depression, all that. I'm a lot happier now, but I had to get back into that kind of mindset. So Ryan's idea was to put on the Gwen Stacy death right before we started filming the movie. (laughs) And he was like, this is how we answer. And it worked. It definitely put me in a sad space. But yeah, that that scene has a unbelievable hold on me for just emotions. And I, it's probably the first movie I cried at, and it's probably the movie I mm. cried the most at, just because I think <laughs> I'm Stacy, and I love Emma Stone more yeah. than anyone in this world. <laughs> I, I love her so much. The, their chemistry is just top notch. Okay, Ryan, what do you think question? about that? Uh, huh? Go ahead. Can I ask you a question? You like, so you know the scene in the park when they're talking to each other? Just Gwen and Andrew? Uh, when they get frozen yogurt and they're walking Yeah, the when park? they get frozen yogurt. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on that scene? Interesting that you ask, and I'm wondering why you're asking, but um, we could probably put it in the background without audio, but I've actually reenacted that scene on TikTok. I'll send it to you guys so you can see it. Um. As a scene in general, not being a Spider-Man movie, as a scene in general, it's very grounded. It's very sweet. And it is very realistic, in my opinion. I've had that interaction with one of my exes, actually. Um, And with me having to reenact it, just to remake it for TikTok, I felt it. Like, the way he would just anxiously pick at his yogurt and take a bite when he's not talking. and try to you know he would he would tease her a little bit kind of like with their ground ground rules and i re- that's completely realistic trying to keep up that that loving playful part of you but also being really anxious meeting up with your partner again and um yeah and then when he kind of slipped with the whole oh i know you love that place you love it <laughs> and she was like that place just opened and he's like yeah you told me like i've i've gone through that it's 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 funny it's realistic um and with his reasoning and the way he said it i've said that i've gone through that too and that was very sweet for him to say that you know it's the closest that i can come to being with you and to make sure you're safe um i could see where some people are like ew that's stalkery but like come on like (laughs) That's. I think it's beautiful. That was his. It's, that yeah, scene. that was his girlfriend. Um. So yeah, I think the scene is very sweet and perfect in all those aspects, and then it leads into his spidey sense, which I love the the sound effect for Andrew's spidey sense. Um. Yeah, just his reaction and like really gazing confused into the distance. Like, I was ready for some musical build up there. It was, yeah, I was excited. And then she starts talking 
and his freaking shoes are there and his yeah he's um, his clothes are hanging I, th- I i thought that was funny i think the theater like chuckled a bit in my theater when i first saw that um but yeah i mean as for that scene like i don't see anything wrong with it and if someone wants to ruin that for me sure <laughs> Ryan, you want to give your thoughts on it? Ryan, <laughs> um, let me pull out my I notes. Think... <laughs> so, to just agree with you, first off, I think it is a well acted scene. I think obviously Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield were dating at the time, so yeah, they have great chemistry. They were together for six years, but I think that scene just—it it never feels super. Maybe it almost feels like too natural to me. It feels almost like Mark Webb took Emma Stone and Angel Garfield and just said, go to the park and go on a date and just enjoy yourself. And they just had the camera there. Like they're whispering. They're saying the same lines three times over again and just whispering to each other. It's not bad. It's not. But you call me cynical, call me heartless. I can't stand watching it. I just want to, I want to go to the next scene. Just have a lecture show up again. I just like, oh. I don't know. It's just not for me. If you enjoy those scenes, I have nothing against it. It's just not for me. I, I think the flirting just takes too long. And yeah, they're both immature high schoolers. You can say that. But high school grad, shut up. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It just always felt so like weird and rom commy to me. It kind of just shifts a little bit. I don't know. It, it just those scenes just never hit for me. But it's also <laughs> to say on like you guys have both been saying how deep of a connection you have to these movies. I don't have that. <laughs> This came I out in 2012. I was nine years old. I couldn't understand that these two like loved each other. Oh yeah, second one came out in 2014. First one came out in 2012. I was nine. I think we're just both oh. cynical because we haven't had girlfriends. I mean, yeah, that's true. I we think don't that's just us holding it... out for, for a little, a little angry. But um, yeah, no, no I, those I see that. Yeah. just never, never hit for me. I don't know. Not bad. Jeremy has had girlfriends, so he probably yeah for sure. He look likes him more look than at this me. motherfucker. I hate this guy. It's terrible. Dude, Spider-Man. Um, yeah, Spider-Man. We have a podcast. There's a difference. Dude. <laughs> oh god. That was uh that was a first to hear. Thomas, I don't know about you. Is that was that I'm sure he's said he's told you that before about that scene? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um This is the first time hmm. we ever watched it together. So it was a it was an experience. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, so there were multiple things there that I picked up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with the, they're still in high school, so they're probably a little immature. And then I heard him say high school graduates, but same thing. They're the same age, but Andrew and Emma, they weren't, they weren't immature at all in the second one to me. I mean, for their age, they were definitely more mature because I don't know any 18 year olds that are like that. Honestly, I know a few, um, emotionally intelligent he was immature in the first one of course um but yeah as for that scene specifically i don't think the flirting's immature i don't think the the way they act with each other is immature other than the flirting uh i don't think it takes too long if it was faster paced it would feel like a lot of the mcu movies unfortunately where i i'm off the top of my head i can't pick anything from tom's movies but there's so many scenes where I, I get for the comedic aspect, they go fast and back and forth, which is so common in his movies. But I, if it's if that scene were to pick up a little bit and be a little faster, it it would feel too fast. Like your emotions don't process that fast. Your mm-hmm. I think 
now that I think about it, to me, I think their reactions, I think everything was timed pretty perfectly. Um, what else did you say? There's no dialogue in that scene either. It's not, it's all unscripted. So yeah, I can tell. There's no script for that scene. That scene was never Oh yeah, the other Andrew added that as like his, what he wanted. And it, I think it works because as much as I've had one girlfriend that was in grade school, there's still, I still had a girl that I adored for a long time. And after not seeing them for a long time, that's even though theirs probably wasn't as long. It's still, there's like that awkwardness where you want to see if it's still there. Like you want to know if there's still love together. Oh, that seems so heartbreaking. <laughs> and uh, so I know that conversation. That's a real thing like where you flirt, but you also know like, oh, this there might still be some fire left. And then she drops the bomb that she's going to England. And that's like, you can see it just demoralizes them. Like no, that, that part's fine. I, I like that part. It's, it's the beginning when they're like walking and whispering to each other. It just... They're it, walking and talking. Rubbed me the wrong way. silence when you walk with people? Yeah, no, I whisper. walk. I like scissor jog down the street and I just go straight to where I'm going. That's how okay, fast okay, I okay. walk. With that said, <laughs> put yourself in this situation. You know, you, you, you've broken up with your high school sweetheart, the girl that you're mm. actually in love with, clearly. Yeah. And she calls you after not talking for a while and says, hey, like, I want to meet up with you and see you. Would you speed walk and not talk and not like what? I don't know. What would you guys talk yeah, for about? Sure. How would you talk? <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I that's fair. You're, you know, you're making good points. Like, but I, I don't know. I made these same points when he Spider Man says it. It's all good now. Yeah, because Spider Man saying it that you just answer my it's own question. Listen, is it just okay. my narrative? Actually, so that thing where he said, where Ryan said that it felt a little bit too natural, that that caught me off guard too. Because to me, when movies feel the most natural, it hits harder. I've never had a movie feel too natural for me that bothered me. And the fact yeah. that Andrew was the one that wanted to put that in makes me it makes me really see that if, even if I didn't know it, it makes me really see that he was the character. He was really he cared so much about that character to where he'd be like, not only would he be like, oh wait, I want to do this because I feel like he would do this in this scene, but he cares enough to make sure that happened. Um, again, like I said, I've been in that almost exact situation. So I've felt every emotion with how realistic it is. That's why I said the timing is really perfect. I just haven't gone through the whole I'm moving to England thing. Thank God. Yeah, but... hopefully none of us go through that part because yeah. that sounds so rough. Yeah. I... I... I think this movie has some of the best chemistry between characters and it has some of the best scenes that hit close to home. Like the scene with Sally Fields when she's saying, you're my boy, you're my boy. The death oh. scene of Gwen, which I think is the best death scene in movies. I think it's so well done. The fact that Andrew told his girlfriend, he's like, hey, I can't see you for 10 days because I need to film this scene. That shows how dedicated he was to making that feel as real as possible of him losing the woman he loves that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with. And it just, I mean, that scene hits so, when he's holding her and he starts, and he pulls her close and like whispers that he can't lose her too. It, stops, oh, me and Jeremy just start crying. So, sorry, yeah, sorry to interrupt you here, but to quickly go over like all those, the, the, the Uncle Beth death scene, the Sally Fields part. The first thing I want to say is that where she says you're my boy and they're crying and they're really connecting. First of all, yeah, that hit really hard. 
I'd say equivalently in Tasm 1 was when she says, take off the damn hood and look at me, and she can't sleep. I think those are kind of comparable to each other. Um, and then the Uncle Beth's, Beth, Uncle, <laughs> the Uncle Ben death scene, the way he cried there, um, that didn't really hit me because, like, I knew it was coming, you know, like, it, yeah, that's like, it's part of it. Um, and then going into the, the the Gwen death scene. That's why I said stop, because I was like, shoot, I didn't know we were going into this. Uh, <laughs> the part when he says, cause when they break up, when we just saw it pass, he said, I can't lose you too. That, shoot, I have that tattooed on me. You have a tattooed, I saw um, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's for a lot of personal reasons too, but that part where he's crying and he pulls her closer, um, not only was his crying the most realistic that I've actually seen in a movie with him, like, like hyperventilating almost like not only did I feel that that made me cry because of how realistic it was. I don't know how long it took me to find out, but I rewatch this movie all the time. Sometimes with the subtitles on when he pulls her close and his ear, his mouth is right next to her ear. He actually says it. I don't know. I don't think they did it on purpose, but I think it was done perfectly to where it wasn't meant for everyone to hear he says he doesn't say i can't lose you too he says i can't do this without you i was like god damn it damn it oh we start crying on the podcast again please god damn it do you want views or what Tom? yeah views (laughs) crying gets us more views let's do it no that it, it it to me it's the perfect death scene Every time I watch, besides today, I don't, I don't know what it was. I think it's because I actually tried not to cry. Every time when she, you're watching with Ryan, her, and then he, she goes, Peter, right before the thing moves. I'm like, God, just jump, oh. just throw yourself oh. like oh. left and right, please do something. Have a different. The way she says it too is she's like, the way she says it, she's like, she knows, she knows something's about to happen. You know, it's so like, it sounds like she's worrying for him. But also herself at the same time. She's like, Peter, like, are you okay? But also, Peter, are you going to catch me? Like, <laughs> like, please, please help. Yeah. yeah. And then the hand from the web reaches out. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> Did, uh, aside from the rest of the scene, how do you feel about that? Because I have heard people say, so, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, no, I hate it and I laugh every single time. I just think her death's hilarious. Okay. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You do find oh, it funny. I, was like, clips I find it funny you because do. you cry every time. <laughs> That's why it's funny. No. You didn't cry every time. I didn't laugh. I tried to make you cry. You did. I just went dead silent to let me just <laughs> sit with it. No, I went dead silent. Being, I was like, look at the hand. It's reaching out. He really wants to save her this time. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I yeah, think. So how, do, how do you feel about the hand? Oh, I'm fine with the hand. I think it's just a little okay. creative thing Mark Webb put in for just a l- final desperate grasp at her. I have no problem with it. Love okay. it. I love the hand. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind. Yeah. It. I will say that, yes, it's a creative aspect that he decided to put in there, if it, if it was him. Probably because of how much I care about their connection and my connection, emotional connection to the movie. Um, being a filmmaker and also that scene specifically with the urgency. I think it's much more than that. Um, I would love to hear Mark Webb talk about that one day, which I don't think we'll ever get, but, or any of them actually, I think it's a, a symbolism of everything that he's got reaching. Like that's what the hand is doing. It's reaching out to her. 
a lot of like movies are symbolism for certain things and sometimes they'll put it in your face they'll you know put it in the background they'll do things like this and yeah that's what i think it is it's it's him reaching out with everything that he's got everything every last part of his being he's putting everything into that everything that he's lost in the past and everything that he's trying not to lose right now i think that's what that hand represents literally reaching out to all that um and yeah that's part of the reason why i got it tattooed i have an amazing spider-man tattoo as well those well which one do you have i have this i have a spider symbol on my tricep oh Oh, that's cool that's cool it's my most recent one though yeah oh nice yeah i uh as much of a Spider-Man fan as I am, I, I don't think I will ever do the Spider-Man logo, even if Andrew's my favorite, because like they keep changing the logos, and who knows how how many more Spider-Man there will be, you know, as we grow up. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. And then yeah. I, the tattoo you have, I watched your video when you got it. I was like, damn it, I wanted that tattoo, but now I don't want to copy someone. That just looks so much worse. <laughs> Like now, now that I had you on the podcast, I can't be like, "Oh, guys, look at my new tattoo that a guest of mine happened to have." <laughs> like right after, like a week after. <laughs> um, damn it, Jeremy. <laughs> oops. I mean, there's a lot of people that I wouldn't say too many. There, there were some people that actually uh, brought up that Taya Miller got the tattoo first, but not only was hers different, it, I think it was just a web on her wrist, and. It was what I see a lot is a strand and then a spider hanging from that. That's one thing I also never want to do. And a lot of people are saying that I copied her, but not only have I been planning this tattoo for years, I just didn't want to get it until I like to ha- I like to get my tattoos at a certain point in time. So I was waiting for a very special moment and you saw in the video it was because I got invited to the Spider-Verse premiere. Um I had just recently gone to a breakup, so I didn't I didn't I went to the premiere alone. So that emotional connection, like everything that I've lost in the past that I'm trying not to lose. Yeah, it's perfect time to get that tattoo. Um, and then on mine, you probably saw in the video also, for those of you that haven't seen it, we could probably put the clip um, at the bottom. It says, I can't lose you too, because I wanted to uh, make it a little more than a web than just a picture to make it not look like a, like those, you know, temporary tattoos. Um, someone on TikTok actually at I don't know how young they were. I think I know they were younger than me, but they were like, "Oh my god!" Like I want to get this tattoo also because of you. And as much as I don't want people to have the same exact tattoo <laughs> as me, I was like, I was like, yeah. I mean, like, I find it better that you told me ahead of time rather than getting it and then being like, "Look." So I was like, yeah. I was like, go ahead, do it. I, I tag me when you get it so I can see it. Um, theirs wasn't as good, so I was like, okay. <laughs> selfishly that makes like, me feel a little better Marmo. about myself you're like yeah, see this is why i don't copy me mine just came out better they also didn't put a quote too so i'm like okay that that's also different they literally just did the the web stuff just the web yeah, yeah. i'm happy that i haven't seen anyone with an identical tattoo of me yet there's been a i have the mm-hmm. i have the deathly hallows on my bicep uh, nice. and that one of course there's people that have it but i thank god for my artist Shout out to Everlasting Tattoo. Um, he, I sent him a bunch of different clips of it, and he made a personalized version for me. So that was cool because no one's had an identical wow. to mine. And people were always like, nice. "Oh, I like how you like." I have the 
I have Harry's lightning bolt. I have the wand colored in in white. Like right. I had, I like that. Tattoos, everyone can kind of like have the same type of tattoo, but there's always little iterations of difference that you. A personality have. to it. Yeah, it's a personality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It makes total guy. sense. Ryan, I have Ryan another tattoo right here. It actually says, be the change you wish to see. This is my mom's handwriting, so I wanted the cursive here to look kind of similar. That's what I did. That's my mom's handwriting <laughs> on my bicep. <laughs> my other one. Yeah, I have I have Pulp Fiction, Star Wars, Spider-Man, Harry Potter. Nice. my mom's handwriting. Wow. wow. Yeah, so I, I'm doing a movie sleeve and then a family stuff on the other Oh, one. that's what you're doing. Dude, that's super cool. A movie sleeve? Pff, I never thought of that. That's super cool. The fact that you also have your mom's handwriting. Nice. Yeah, it's, it was my most painful tattoo, and I said, "I was like, I was like, that's it." I was like, "No more on my upper arm because oh, this one hurts yeah. so bad." I don't know why my other one didn't hurt at all. It got close to the armpit, and it, the XO on the end was just yeah. Not yeah. Fun. The, the the skin is a lot thinner there, and there's like a nerve right there too, versus a tricep. Yeah, yeah, no, I love my tattoos, but uh, what I wonder, <laughs> there was a scene I wanted to bring up from Tasm too. God, oh, what are your feelings on uh? First off, we'll start off with probably the most controversial scene between mm. at least me and Ryan is mm -hmm. how do you feel about the train sequence with his dad? Because I feel like this is one that not just me and Ryan, a lot of people have very different opinions on how that scene goes. Okay, um, yeah, you're talking about when he like does the research and goes in to find the train, yep. right? Um. My first thing that I will say is when he finds a video and the way he reacts and cries to it, like that's probably thing, the thing that hit the most in that scene to me. Um, literally the rest of it, I've never had a connection to it. Uh, I think part of me was a bit confused as to where they were going with it, even when I was younger. Um, I never actually thought about it too deeply about it, about that scene specifically, but now that I am. Not only am I more confused, but I'm just like, I I always just kind of accept that scene because I've, obviously it's in the movie already. I kind of accept it and move on and wait for the parts that are important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I would have to say about that. The whole research thing, the Roosevelt, him. I mean, the way he found out about it was cool. And the fact that he was so determined to find it, you know, he just threw the calculator out of anger against the wall and picked up what Aunt May said about how to find it. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. And while he's researching, I mean, this is totally random. It doesn't matter to the movie. I always thought it was hilarious that his search engine was Bing. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not Google. It's not Safari. It's not anything good. It's Bing. It's not even Firefox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I don't mind it, the train sequence. I... I think it's cool how he finds it just by dumb luck that he gets so angry about the, all the Gwen stuff and just shatters the calculator. That's really cool. Which, yeah. Thank God. I just said this to him earlier. Thank God it's not loose because if they were just loose in there, I'd be like, how's he not hear that anytime they're like, oh, yeah, I hate when movies do that. Yeah. I'm but like, the fact that they were that if he ever moved. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind it. I think his, the whole video with his dad, I wish it was not intercut with Dame DeHaan being Dame DeHaan. I wish it was just him watching and listening to his dad because I feel like it, mm -hmm. that scene hits me at least. Like hearing him talk, his dad and talk to him, especially someone that he thought doesn't actually probably love him. He's like, he just gave up and just 
He's like, he probably did it for a good reason, but he never. I don't know. Right. Like, it's, it's I, literally. I love that whole sequence. So, uh-huh. I think it's weird, but I like everything that happens once he gets in the train. Yeah, with the, the whole dad part. Yeah. It's literally, I mean, regardless of what type of message it was, for anyone that's lost someone, it's a voicemail that you're finding after all these years. Like, that's that's already a hard conversation, you know? Um, and then the fact that it's the type of video where he said it's always been about him hits harder. Um, in the theater, my first experience, when he turned on the video, and it was the exact exact part from the first Amazing Spider-Man yeah. when he were, they were playing hide-and-seek, I was like, uh-oh, like, am I going to cry here? <laughs> yeah. That's I love that yeah. scene, the first one. I think it's a really good way to put you right into it. But then I don't get why we had to do it for the second one. Me and him. Me yeah, and him, that too. We said, instead of showing the parents, maybe, can do the same thing. Show him as a young kid, but show him with Harry. Give us mm. something to that relationship. Yeah, Not just throw yeah. us in when they're out of high school and they're like, oh, it's been, what, nine years they said since they've seen each other? Yeah. He just walks in, he's like, sorry your dad died, but I gotta go, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like they definitely didn't build up to that. Actually, my first experience again watching it when he rolled down the window, I was like, "That's our Harry Osborn? What the heck?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I was like, did they just choose him because he kind of looks like an elf, and they're <laughs> making him a more natural Green Goblin at the end?" That's pretty much all I see. Other than that, like I don't know why they would cast him as Harry Osborn, and like this version too was super whiny. Like I just. Mm-hmm. He like he was that spoiled brat that never grew up. Yeah, it just... we had the idea that it was because of the movie. If you seen the movie Chronicle, J.J. Abrams movie, yeah. where it's like found footage, they get powers. Oh yeah, he's kind of playing the same character in that. So we had that's mm. the idea we came up with while watching it. But oh, I don't know. like that's why they yeah like cast somebody saw that and was like he could work for this Harry. That would that'll be good. So and again, I, I that wrote probably down goes a list of everyone who. Oh, Oh, no, I was just saying that no. probably, like, adds on when they were like, oh, he looks like the goblin we're trying to make. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went and but yesterday I was trying to do some research, which I rarely do for the show, and I pulled up a couple of the people that were passed on playing Harry Osborn. Sam Clayton was passed on, Eddie Redman was passed on, and Boyd Holbrook was passed on to play Harry Osborn. And staying we got Dame DeHaan. Boyd Holbrook, for those who don't know, he plays the bad guy in Wolverine in Logan. Oh, the right. Mm. That's Boyd Holbrook. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. Actually, I didn't research. know that. Yeah, well, well I guess we'll, I'm assuming they'll put pictures up for you that are watching. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Um, so we got, I would have, Eddie Redman would have been cool. Boyd Holbrook would have been mm-hmm. cool. Boyd Holbrook, I don't know if he would have worked for. Yeah, he, he seems, might, he's usually a little, a little tough. I, maybe. I, I don't mind Dame DeHaan once. Like in scenes where I think the writing is better, I don't think he's a bad Harry. Mm-hmm. It's when like what scene? <laughs> I don't like. I don't mind him as Goblin. Like once he becomes like, okay. I don't mind the look. Oh. I don't mind his voice. I kind of okay. like the natural Goblin, and I like the idea of him trying to heal himself, even though he's been told mm-hmm. yeah. not it makes to do sense. it. So I, yeah. I have a, I really have a soft spot for it. But then there's scenes where he's telling. Electra is like, I need you. We're friends. I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah, please stop talking. Like that's... <laughs> so it, I don't know. That feels oh, very. I mean, behind you right now. Oh, oh yeah, God. there he is. Jesus. Every single one of his scenes, I will say, is consistent to his character. Like in yeah. this scene, he's like, 
I'm not talking to you right now. <laughs> right now, Felicia works for me. And by the way, for those of you that didn't catch that, that's Felicia Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved her as Black Cat. And like, yep. whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to beat myself up anymore. Don't for break that, your heart over it. We could have got that. Yeah. yeah. It could have um, so yeah. good. Her Black Cat with Andrew's fucking Spider-Man. Dude. Yeah. I will fantasize about that till the day I die. Like, that would have been so cool. <laughs> I mean, we haven't had a black cat at all, so cool. We've had hints uh, at it. Fel- in... Felicity Jones, yeah. We had a hint at it. Was it Morbius that's in the newspaper? The black cat gets gives away with a fuck. It. Yeah. No, if you mention the name Morbius, it's... everything in the rest of that sentence is doesn't matter. <laughs> Let it go. Okay, I, I will say also, and for those of you watching, I wonder how you're all going to react to this. I haven't watched Morbius yet. Don't, don't, you don't waste don't. your time. Do not. Well. It's like not only as a filmmaker, but like the fact that I do want to consume everything Spider-Man. Like I know it's bad. There's a part of it's, there's two answers. Part of me wants to watch it to see how bad it is because I have a top five worst movies on my list, and I want to see if that will replace any of them. And I want to see like it's part of the whole Sony thing. But I, uh, I will say we have both come. We've both said this publicly and on the podcast. The first first act is actually not bad. That is true, and it oh, just goes okay. It just no dives. <laughs> yeah. And there's no ending. It just it just stops. Oh. Yeah. There's no ending. It just stops. Ooh. If you're gonna watch it, just get I mean blacked out. <laughs> just really enjoy yourself. Have like some buddies Got over, it. just chill out, just right. You know, barely pay attention. Got it. Okay. Anyone else excited for that? Uh, though? No. <laughs> I have no excitement for that, but I think it's cool. Like they casted all of them and then the fact that I don't know if you guys know or anyone else knows that's watching that it takes place in the early 2000s. Like that's nostalgic I'm, I'm to down. me. And yeah, like that's that's super cool. Early 2000s, not only because I was born in that era, but like just the era itself. Early 2000s is it still hits. Unfortunately, I don't think anything in this generation beats early 2000s, <laughs> especially the music, man. Um, but early yeah, I think that's really cool. So I'm excited for that. But the fact that it's another Sony thing. I thought I could trust in Sony by itself with the whole Sony verse thing in the beginning, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for Sydney know. Sweeney as Spider Woman. I think the casting's I'm just excited. Good, but... Yeah, I'm just excited to see them. Yeah. I'm excited for I'm excited for Craven. I'm still holding out hope on that movie. Uh-huh. Give me yeah. like a sixty two okay, overall okay, okay. fun hard R movie. <laughs> yeah, that one I'm a I'm probably like sixty forty on that one. because um, that like the initial reaction of seeing the trailer was like holy crap but also at the end i was like wait are we going with the whole storyline of his dad was the original craven and he's what I was like what, what's happening I, I was like what what's happening here i didn't even know russell Crowe was I, in the movie until i saw the trailer we talked about that on the podcast did we? really early on oh, whatever um but yeah the not only was the confusion there, but as I started to see people talk about their opinions online, I was like, oh, yeah, this I, I don't think this is going to be good. Um, Andrew Garfield's coming back, baby. I'm holding I'm holding out hope. Oh, I think there's going to be two yeah. rhinos now. Because the guy is don't no, know, becoming Ryan, the rhino no. in that movie. So. No, no, I know. no, 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 no. Andrew no, Garfield will be in. I'm calling it here. <laughs> Everyone that's listening, you can call me back on this. Andrew Garfield will be in Venom 3. Hundred percent. I hope so. I'd love to see him again. But okay. he's gonna be in it. They're gonna yeah. connect it, and it's gonna be Andrew. I, I yeah. know. It. And then Ryan, to what you were saying, like 
I mean, I'm sure all of us know for a fact that Andrew's coming back. For those people that don't think so, and I still get those comments. I'm like, how how do you like? You're one of those people that were saying that Toby and Andrew weren't coming back at all, huh? And that part I get, but the fact that you they're not, they're not gonna bring such a big part or a big money maker in their eyes, they're not gonna bring them back and satisfy us so much, and then never bring them back again. Especially since they're building the whole Spider Verse thing. Those are the same type of people that are saying that Miles Morales is not going to show up in live action. He's they were no saying that Toby, they they were yeah they were saying that Toby and Andrew weren't going to pop up in the across the Spider Verse, but they did, but not in the way that I thought. Um, but they they still did. They showed a live action scene in a cartoon. They did that with Venom too. I'm like, do you guys not see what Sony's doing? Like. They're gonna build up Miles into live action, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, to what Ryan was saying, the whole Rhino thing. I like. I think they're bringing Andrew back definitely, um, but in an alternate universe or whatever, where they're doing their new Sinister Six. Like, they're. I know for a fact if that happens, they're not even gonna mention their old Rhino. Yeah, yeah. There's Absolutely. not. It's gonna be. I mean, they mentioned No Way Home, but this could be a different Andrew. Who knows? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Bring back Emma Stone too somehow, please. Just want to see oh, one, one more time. Oh wait! Uh, another thing. It's, it's 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 small. I don't know if you guys have seen it or have caught it. A, a lot of people haven't. It took me a while to catch it. So you guys know how they were supposed to have Mary Jane in the Amazing Spider-Man Two, also. Yeah. And I'm sure you've seen like some of the video clips and some of the pictures as well. Um, especially that scene where she meets Gwen. I wish I saw that. Um, she actually made the final cut. Do you guys know that? No. Really. They know that, huh? Yeah, a lot of people that say after all of you that are watching, here's where she she comes up when when Peter is rewatching Gwen's speech, which is reworded differently, and it really bothered me, but that's not the point. Uh, and then the the music swells up and it shows the rhino um, coming out of the bank, and I thought that was also a little cliche, like what. You're a huge CGI villain. is like, not good. You gonna, you're just gonna either. steal cash. The money looks really odd. Yeah, and they're oh, also that in so that quick. era of making like... a robot. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Um, oh yeah, right after that shot, I think right after, the, uh, it's when he throws a car, and we're, our point of view is inside the coffee shop, seeing the car land on another one, and people like gasp. She's right there behind the counter. Hmm. Like you could clearly see the ponytail and the apron that she's wearing, but. We don't see her face. But yeah, that's her. And I know that it's that scene because I've seen the behind the scenes pictures of her exiting that door. So yeah. Because mm. yeah. I know so that she for was those supposed of you that to ride a motorcycle. She was supposed to meet Peter yeah. all that stuff. I am yeah. I am happy they didn't do it. Just because that movie already had so much that it was yeah. trying to do. Yeah, yeah. It should have just been the it, original but... cut. I don't I don't know why. Oh, another cool fact I learned on my uh my research dive I did. So after the release of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, when Andrew Garfield famously came out and made a comment about The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and his unhappiness with the final product, there was a waiver, there was a, a petition signed, had 460,000 uh, signatures to do a web cut. Really? A web to, cut? To do his version. Uh, yeah. Within the first month. I was, I yeah. I probably signed I, that. I didn't, I never saw the petition, but like, I, I, I would. Yeah, I'll sign it. I'm all for I'm all for the web cut. Yeah, you too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure because like the way you hate it now, I'm sure you want to see the version that it was meant to be, the yeah. good version. Absolutely. Like, okay. 
this this is a huge thing to say and like this isn't something that anyone can argue about too long because we're never going to see it probably but or most likely that if it was done the right way i feel like it would be the best spider-man movie right now would be a lot of people's like number one this version is yeah, my top four this and yeah, this yeah is, me too this yeah I, no, uh, now that I think about it, I think this is. It jumps back and forth because it really is just the emotional aspect, um, but it jumps back and forth between being like my first and second favorite. I, but if I'm really judging it as movies, it's, it's probably two on mine. Probably if two. we're judging it like as a as a movie, like well, I have it, it'll be I lower. have as a superhero movie, a Spider Man movie, and as a like just a film looking at from like review critically. And it's gonna have different scores from every perspective. Right, but as a exactly. Spider-Man movie, I think it's almost perfect. It, don't get me wrong; the dialogue's really poor in certain scenes, but the swinging, him actually just saving people, is so nice to see. When you don't see that in superhero movies, it's always gotta be the big yeah. villain. Yeah, the way he the does it, the swinging looks great. The suit's perfect. Yep. I don't know, and the love interest is the best in any Spider-Man and... movie. Yeah, yeah, the love interest, like you said, the chemistry definitely saved the aspect of the movie. Great but scene. another thing, um, he and remember that that kid that he saved from being bullied, Jorge. Jorge, yeah, Jorge. Like that's something. It's, it's you know, it's like a cute kid, and he's like, "Oh, um, I'm Spider Man. I'll walk you home." Like it's the mm-hmm. little things that matter. It's not the big action scenes. It's the little things that matter. It's the little details. Or when it comes to the action scenes with how he fights and, and when you slow it down, you'll see like why he does certain things. And it, it, it's consistent to his version of the character. Like someone recently slowed down when the Amazing Spider-Man 1, when he was wrapping the web around the lizard, how he moves exactly like a spider. And I was like, oh, like no, it's one of those details that was done intentionally. Um, the whole Jorge thing, some people could see it as the cute little thing, but clearly it led to more to where he had that number one fan kid that looked up to him so much that you know took that to heart of course you know meeting spider-man that he he tried to stand up and be spider-man which is hugely dangerous by the way very and very I, yeah irresponsible. I, and i re, yeah I, whenever i rewatch that scene the co- I, I, I catch it over and over but whatever the cops are still shooting when he's on the street. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that that scene was kind of also physically put together weird. Like the barricades show up out of nowhere, but whatever. Yeah, yeah and the, and the people thing. are just standing right behind the cop cars, not getting a shot. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, the Jorge weird. thing. Forgive it. Yeah, the Jorge thing. Think about it. And the, I, I hope they do it, but. Tom hasn't interacted with kids like that or the city. The city, New York City of all things. New York City means a lot to not only people that live there, but New York City is just a huge thing. It's not no small town. It's not just a city that's in superhero movies. New York City itself was a character in uh, Toby's Spider-Man. The first one, the second one, the freaking third one. Like that, that connects Spider-Man to the city more, and Andrew doing that whole thing at the end, and then the Jorge thing. I loved that. I love that he interacted with a kid because I feel like they should because Spider-Man. You know, a lot of the kids look up to him. 
Yeah, they didn't do that with Tom. They did none of that with Tom. Tom swings right over the city, not close to anyone, and they did it in No Way Home, where I also didn't like it. Um, it was the a deleted never scene. As good. Oh yeah, that's a whole other thing. I think for the people that even think that Tom is their favorite, I think even they agree that like Andrews is the best. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that deleted scene where Tom's brother Harry is just like dangling on the web, and they're like, "There's three people going back and forth of like, what are you doing? You can't do this with him. Like he's a child." And he's like, "My kid's 14. He's a he's a moron." And they go back and forth like, I, I they need to stop doing that. That mm. quick back and forth like. It's up to Spider-Man to do the quick quipping, <laughs> not every single person. Uh, but yeah, that's just, yeah. Like I said, I hope Tom interacts with the city and kids more in the next trilogy. Maybe in the next one, because another thing that I saw—I don't know if it's contract-wise. I think it is, though. I heard that it was. Um, I don't know if you guys realize this, but ever since Marvel bought Disney. There are not only less fatalities, but they show it less and less and less as they make more movies. And think about it. Uh, Homecoming, the the final battle was up in the air and then on an empty beach. Far From Home was literally a bunch of robots on an empty bridge. No people. They they left in time. Uh, No one was at stake. No lives were at stake there. Or maybe some, but yeah. Overall, no. And then No Way Home, they specifically planned it to be, like, away from people, which is cool. Like, it makes sense for their safety or the city's safety or whatever, but, like, they're playing on a playground, essentially. Yeah, yeah the, there's that. I, I do like when they put... I think I was saying that about Amazing Spider-Man 2. Hmm. The scene when... You're actually right at the scene. It's when Electro is finally figures out his power and he starts attacking people. A little bit later in the scene, but yeah, yeah, I wish you actually. This sounds horrible. I wish you actually <laughs> saw people die. <laughs> Getting electrocuted. Yeah, yeah like I. Yeah. That makes it feel so much more real and so much scary. The fact that he's just shooting around people, like yeah, yeah it's scary shooting electricity out of his hands, but it makes it more like oh, people are at risk. Like Spider Man needs to do something. Yeah. Like people are getting wait, hurt. even if it's like somebody steps on the same grate as Electro and they just drop. Like, like it's an accident. But yeah. He's like, oh like shit! What did I do? Like he has no idea. You know what I mean? Because he's still learning his powers in that scene. He could do something totally on accident. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now that you brought that up, it's really cool because I never thought about it. Picture this: this scene, but when he's starting to act out and attack the cops and you know, blow things up or whatever. Whether it's someone stepping on the same grate, getting electrocuted, and then falling, or him actually hitting people. Imagine while Spider-Man's trying to manage everything, his spider senses go off. Everything kind of mutes and muffles and, you know, people are running by him and he's jumping over people and saving people quickly as he's trying to swing to that one person. And just imagine that person like dies right in front of him. Not only is that another death where it really affects Spider-Man, but that's in not only in public, but around everyone. And I don't know if it's still being televised. I don't think so. But like we see there's a live camera and they put it up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like, and they, it's on the news again when he gets home where, where those two guys are like, I think his suit is rubberized, you know? Like if that happened, not only would that hit him so hard, 
But when he gets home and watches the news and they talk about that they lost a couple people in that time, like that would have that would have hit hard too. Yeah. It's also a huge part of Spider Man, the you know, hero or menace part of it that's huge in Toby's stuff and they mention it a lot in the beginning of this movie especially, but yeah. You know, they mention it but you never see anything bad happen that was because yeah. of Spider Man. Besides like Captain Stacy yeah. and all that stuff. Like you can say bad stuff happens because of them. But you never yeah. see it yourself. You never see anybody get killed from something that maybe not wasn't maybe it wasn't his fault, but he was yeah. involved in it, people blame him. It just never happens. They kind of just say like, "Oh, he's a menace," but you never yeah. see why they might think that, right. which is just a missed opportunity. So I don't know. I also love this when he's trying to talk him down. Like mm. he, he did it perfectly. I, I've seen teachers talk like that to kids, and you know, people talk like to anyone like that to calm them down. And I think he did that perfectly. But, I mean, yeah, like you said, they don't really touch on the menace aspect, and it's also because Mark Webb was just like, "No, we are not gonna." cast a j jonah jameson mm. that not that would not, that would be like disrespectful because they perfectly did jj like that but i think it's also because they were scared to like they probably wanted to but they were like no we can't like people are gonna hate it no matter what you know mm-hmm. um, supposedly well i think either avi confirmed it or one of the other whoever co-wrote the original writing with it there mm-hmm. was a scene with Jonah, and it was J.K. Simmons, and he ended up filming a scene, and they cut it. What? You know when he sends the email to him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was originally an in-person scene of him giving them to him. Dude, just imagine if that, that they deleted... Do, and I think either Mark Webb thought it was weird to cast the same guy, because I guess the multiverse hadn't fully been developed yet, mm-hmm. which it was going to because Toby and Andrew were going to have a movie together, which got leaked and all that Sony leaks a couple years mm-hmm. ago. But yeah, they they was they did film it, and I think they said, I think J.K. Simmons at one point spoiled that he was supposed to be in it in the interview. He's like, yeah, I filmed something for the new Spider-Man. And people are like, what? And he's like, yeah, it's just like one scene. And then it I haven't seen that well. Dude, imagine if they actually like re- leaked or even leaked. Did I say leaked? It released or leaked that deleted scene. Oh my god. There's a lot of good deleted scenes in these franchise in this in especially Tazzle. Yeah, because like uh, right. it's very yeah. hard to find, but you can find it. It's uh, the original cut of the Goblin and Peter fight. Mm. I don't know for everyone listening. I don't know if you guys know this. The original cut, Peter kills him. Peter goes down, catch it, the Gwen stuff happens. Peter hears Goblin laughing because as you see, Goblin gets launched to the corner. Peter goes up and stabs him multiple times with the glider. Out of anger, just and it's just anger, he, and he it got shown it. during uh screenings, like uh test screenings, and uh people thought it was too dark, and they would, did not like that Spider Man got angry and killed him. So yeah, you can find pictures of it. There yeah. are pictures of him holding like, the glider over his head. Yeah, like I'd say I, uh, I I think it's best that they didn't do that, but I personally would love to see that. <laughs> I, I I wish he killed him just because it's so, like in that moment you're just seeing red like you just lost the one one of right, two people yeah. that you love and yeah you hear the guy laughing who caused it and you mm-hmm. just mm. you know what yeah now that I think about it I'm glad that they didn't do it because think about it it ended with the camera zooming out and then looking up at the moon while he's crying 
and then they transition into the funeral and him at the grave. Like they, I think that would have interrupted it and the whole the whole mood and um, just the tone. Um, and the only thing I can think about is No Way Home. Unfortunately, and I have thought about this before that right after Aunt May died, they kind of that's where they slowly get into the Toby and Andrew showing up and everyone starts cheering and laughing again. And a lot of people forget. And sometimes, or some of the, not everyone forgot, but you know, in the moment you're not focused on it. A lot of people, they know that Aunt May died, but they don't feel it anymore. Maybe because they switched up the tone. I I feel like they should have done that. I should. I feel like they should have brought Toby and Andrew beforehand. I don't know how they would have done it. It's a uh, that movie actually has a lot of loopholes that I didn't realize. But yeah, I didn't like that. I feel like you could like just flip the scenes because Ned and Zendaya are still by themselves. Yeah, they never show oh, up. Oh, during- you're right. You could literally just flip it. And this, yeah, holy crap. Yeah, see, I mean, you yeah. probably would have to do it before they go bad because then that'd be kind of cutting in between the action. Yeah, I feel like you could have done it a little bit earlier, and they're trying to figure out where he is. They see that on the news, they go and find. Yeah, him. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I see, exactly. That that, that was another thing where, like, how the hell did you know where to go? Or like, yeah, Toby. I mean, obviously the portals, but Toby was just like, I, I've been here and I, I've been feeling like he needs my help. Yeah. Like, I get that's the spider sense, but that's kind of lazy. It is kind of goofy. <laughs> that's, also, that's also not really how the spider sense works most of the time, but whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish... Because I... A lot of people hate it. A lot of people don't watch Tazm because I hate, they're like, I hate that movie. I hate, I hate that Gwen dies, so I refuse to watch it. And I'm like, all right, to each his own. But, like, I... I wanted to sit with that emotion of Aunt May dying. I think I cried then too. Yeah. yeah. And then we go straight to cheering about Andrew and Toby, you know? Yeah. To everyone that doesn't watch Taslam because Gwen dies, there's a reason why Gwen and Peter never get married in the comics. Because Gwen dies. <laughs> in 95% of comics, unless it's a Spider-Gwen storyline. Gwen, that's a um, major part of Spider-Man is losing his first love. And mm-hmm. rebound, figuring it out eventually and getting with MJ. So I love Gwen Stacy. I hate her version of Spider-Man 3. Do not like that version of the character. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard, bad choice. <laughs> Emma Stone will always be iconically Gwen Stacy. And did anyone see her haircut? She got cut like Spider-Gwen. Recently? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Dude. Everyone's like, wait, wait. But like, there's a strike going on right now. <laughs> they yeah, not yeah, they be, yeah. I mean, who knows? I don't think I don't think they're doing anything because if they even did like uh, like screen tests you know like mm-hmm. that still counts so, yeah, yeah that would still be with the, that's the production company. yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh, there's a couple of production neon signed with the writers and actors A24 signed yeah mm-hmm. and someone else signed so we're we're getting somewhere I don't know how mm-hmm. A24 can afford it but Disney and Sony no, can't dude, yeah because yeah, that makes sense uh, Right. I I saw a video the other day where <laughs> I, I saw a video the other day where they were like, "Oh, Disney, you can add a bunch of these new things in your park." 
like next year, but you can't budge for the writers and whatnot. You can build Indiana Jones land. Can't make right. They're trying. They're getting However, something for that. Like, I, like if you think about it, we're we don't know all the details, but there are different departments to where they. I don't know if they can just move money like that. I'm sure Disneyland. I already know Disneyland and Disney World are different departments. There's theme parks, but clearly, like if you go on their Instagram, they make Disney parks, Disneyland, Disney Animation, Disney Plus, Disney itself as it as Instagram. So, um, yeah. As for the the money moving around, I I don't know if you can just be like, oh, you can add stuff to your parks, but not the movies. But I mean, I don't know. I I might be wrong. I know that money money works when it wants to, so I feel like yeah, they when they want to do know? something, they'll move the money around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, yeah. right when we went to LA, it was writers were on strike, actors were on strike, and all the cleaning people at hotels were on strike. Mm, yep. So we just had a huge strike out front of our hotel the whole time. Yeah, we're like, this is this is nice. It's a way to wake up in the morning. You hear the drums in the morning. That's that was fun. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good for them though. They deserve better wages. Yeah, but, yeah, they yeah, really so, do. Yeah, yeah Tasm. It's. I highly recommend this scene oh, there too. He is Michael Morbius. Touching... Yeah. Yep, Morbius. Yeah, they they pull up more. There's Morbius there, and then I think there's even Craven there, right on the thing. Yeah, yeah. and then they mention the it's like V something, which is the Venom yeah. serum. Oh, I mean, okay. they we do talk about Craven. He they go to Craven, Craven off, so it's like not too surprising. But yeah, Morbius is there too. Yep. And of course, yeah. in the credits of Tasm Two, we see all the different members as gear throughout the credits. I remember I thought being that was so really cool excited. too. Who was the? I still can't. Who's the smoking mask? It's like a Jabberwocky uh, well, mask. But, chameleon. But there's like, is it? Uh, Chameleon's oh, yeah, one of them. Yeah. There's two. Ma- uh, the yeah. one's Mysterio. The one is. Chame- I know Chameleon was the villain in the third one because he was going to be Gwen, and Peter was going to be like going crazy about it. About like oh, got nice. it, got it. Chameleon's one of the coolest villains. Is he still gonna be in Craven? Because I haven't heard. I remember Chame- that oh, was. Yeah, Chame- it's what's his name? Yeah, I remember he got cast, but I haven't heard anything since then. Yeah, I don't think I saw him in the trailer. Craven. But... They cast him a while ago, like a though. year ago. Yeah. I mean, I they probably Even wouldn't more. show him unless they cut it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He could be anybody. To be fair, that's yeah, could, you know, could be Russell Crowe. Could be. Well, I don't know. Could hmm. be. A lion, I don't know. <laughs> Dame Dahan. Even a lion. Dude, the <laughs> fact that Russell Crowe, his version of her uh Zeus. Oh god. I was anyway, too excited when he yeah. got cast, and then it was Why? just that I thought Russell Crowe was Zeus now that he's like old and bigger. It would have been funny as hell. Zeus is and then it was jet. terrible. That whole movie. Yeah, but this terrible. this was like a Zeus that was like been a god for forever, doesn't give a shit anymore, just eating grapes. He's getting fat he and old. just be jacked without doing anything. I thought it's that stupid. was the joke, is that he's gotten fat and old. And then Hercules no, showed up, and he's like, yeah. stupid movie. It was a stupid movie. Well, but, okay, I'm I'm kind of in the middle of you guys to where, like, I love Russell Crowe, and if they casted him as a more serious Zeus and not jacked, I wouldn't even have cared about him well, not being good, jacked. Yeah, but, I wouldn't yeah. have said anything. Yeah, no, yeah, if it's good, it's good. It's because yeah, it's because everything else yeah. is bad around it. It's yeah. I hate that. All right, movie. so everyone that doesn't know yet, uh, he's gonna be in Craven. He plays the dad, and uh, yeah, he's about to play two bad Marvel characters. Yep. I think he's gonna be good in Craven. I like it. I like when he does cool accents. You know what? I thought that initially, and it looks really good, but 
watch. It's going to come out and we're going to be like, oh, great. Like the writing would be so stale. Uh, this guy knows what's up. <laughs> like, di- like his, dial- his dialogue specifically is probably going to be stale. Yeah. Or Venom, let there be some property damage. <laughs> I hate that movie. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. Don't so watch glad. it. Venom, let there be some property damage. Dude, I... Oh, I don't even know. I think that's when I started losing hope in the Sonyverse. Because the first Venom, I already didn't like, but I was like, dude, all right, embrace this new thing. Like, you were attached to Topher Grace's Venom, but, like, it wasn't good, so move on. Like, it was just, I think I liked the look of the original Venom. Like, it was really cool. It was mm-hmm. it was actually scary. And yeah. Some people are like, oh, he's supposed to be bigger. Like, cool. I'm, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just, I really liked it. I like how they did it. And for 2007 CGI, that was that was sick. If you rewatch the first Venom, the first part where uh, the Venom crawls up on one of the the scientists, none of their clothes move as the Venom goes up there. <laughs> like it's if you rewatch the scene where he takes over Toby's suit, you'll see that the bed sheets move at specific parts, not like someone's pulling it, but as if those fingers are actually crawling along the bed. And it, mm. again, it's the little things that I see. Yeah, the whole mm-hmm. all the rest of the CGI and Tom Hardy's Venom is uh, it's questionable. Fun. It's alright. Yeah, and Sam Raimi's just the king of doing that kind of stuff. Like, oh, he definitely yeah. did that some practical way of making everything move. And yeah. then they probably touched it up with the CGI, but you know he did. Yeah, going back to yeah, Evil like Dead, wires going up or something. Yeah, the dude, like, just something. Oh, they did actually. Director. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, in the 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 bell scene, the church bell, um, they had uh behind the scenes pictures of him ripping off his clothes and the suit, they had clear wires pulling actually. So that's that. I think that's the part where he's pulling it. And then the rest of the, the suit like reacts. It's like jumping so, yeah, off. They, them. Yeah. They, they, they practically did it. It's not all CGI. And uh, yeah, CGI nowadays is also another conversation in itself. It somehow got um, worse. Technology got better. That's because, yeah, they're speeding demand it up. Of course. Up. And, you know, yeah, demand went up and yeah. like, uh, the, uh, the horrible working conditions, obviously, where they, they give yeah. them a deadline. And Terrible. technology now, the companies are taking advantage of it to where the way it works is when they outsource uh, to different VFX companies, they work by bids. So it mm-hmm. takes some time to bid. And then once they choose someone who can bid or who wins the bid, they might they might not even be qualified to be part of the movie. I mean, qualified, sure, CGI, but they might not be at that same level, you know? Um, But once that takes time, as you guys know, they don't give them that much time to make the movie, unfortunately, especially nowadays. Like, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3 was 2002, and then 4, and then 7. Nowadays, people are like, oh, we gotta wait till next year? That's stupid. Like, We're waiting, what, three years for this? Four years for the next one of this? Yeah. Yeah. Think so. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Take your time, man. Jeremy, this isn't this is the most important question I'm going to ask you all night. Okay. What is your <laughs> thoughts on this movie? Daredevil. Ah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. Um of course I grew up with that. I watched it when it came out when I was a baby and then when I was a young kid and um I didn't know anything about movies back then. So, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was so cool. I lo- I lo- even nowadays like the way it aged. I like Ben Affleck's acting with his blindness and his like you know tinted eyes 
I like it more than Charlie Cox's um, acting. I think Charlie Cox's isn't bad, but it to me, I I can't help but see that he's acting like a blind person. Ben Affleck's it it just even when I watch it now, I haven't watched it like in the past year or two, so maybe I should, but it's it's still convincing. Um, I like Ben Affleck when it comes to certain aspects of him being dark as Daredevil and serious and whatnot. Um, I liked him and Happy Hogan like that. That was super cool. I like him and Jennifer Garner. Fucking love that. I love Except the fight scene at the playground. Besides that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like them. Um, and I love the suit. I like that way better than Charlie Cox's. When they first casted Charlie, or when they first announced Charlie Cox and they showed it, I was like, why is there so much black blocking and patches and like the whole like. It's not tight. Then, it doesn't and fit then right. the mask. I'm like, I I get it, but I feel like they would have redesigned it after all these years. But I, I still like Ben Affleck's like motorcycle jacket collar with a buckle, and then that cowl like it's that tight. Even red. the eyes. Yeah, the eyes like you know the the the, the frown and like yeah, Batman's cowl. Yeah, yeah, like his eyebrows furrowing. That's sick. And, yeah, I just don't. I don't think I like Charlie Cox's suit compared to that at all. Like, I think this I like every so aspect. Good. It's. I think I like every red. aspect. It's got the beautiful red. It's got the two Ds on it. It's so yeah. similar to what I wanted from a comic book. It's. Have you seen the director's cut? I don't think I have. Dude, if it's I have, it's probably a long time ago. It is better. Thank you. It's I, on YouTube. Watch it's free that. on YouTube, actually. But I will say, and I will agree with everyone about that suit. It is so 2000s era where everything's all leather. I get I it. it. <laughs> but they did well with it. They really did. And then the way um, the way he works with his weapons compared to the new one is, I think it's still better too. Uh, especially when he uses it like along the buildings, like in the comics. That's sick. Um, but yeah, the rest of it, whew, yeah. The bullseye scenes and the, the, the dialogue and <laughs> it's all just so bad the 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 yeah the rest of it yeah um i always laugh at the scene where bullseye's on the plane and that old lady's talking his ear off and he's just like he's about to lose his shit <laughs> that's funny i feel like i feel like that's something they could they could do nowadays in a daredevil movie but i feel like if they did that people would get offended that they're playing the old lady I don't, know, I don't know but yeah that's that's how i feel about that movie good good answer we're on the same page you, do you do you agree with most of that or all of that yeah no uh, if you can't see it from the camera but there's a there's a hole in daredevil's head yeah in my poster. i got there oh like the because, indentation because ryan <laughs> shot it with an airsoft gun because ryan hates daredevil i don't hate daredevil. oh I don't he like that Daredevil. Daredevil. I love okay. the show to death, but it's not a it's not my favorite movie. I'll give you credit. The suit is not bad. The suit has grown on me. It's amazing. Suit, you have to look yeah. at it on every episode. Yeah. I feel like oh, every time dude, I see it on the like... poster, it looks darker. But when I see it in like the actual movie, it's it's pretty nice. But I still yeah, love yeah. the Charlie Cox suit. I don't know why. I just I love that show so much. And I really do like that suit. And I get what you're saying. How it has too much black. That's a totally reasonable complaint. But yeah, it I was never, like, never bothered me. I don't know. It's just simple as okay. that. I like um, it. Yeah. Again, that just really caught me off guard. And then the actual red, 
That's like Charlie Cox's is like dried blood. This is like mm-hmm. fresh blood. This is like, like it, it, Cadillac. It, it, yeah. This is like Andrew's suit of the sheen versus Toby's because they're so similar. Mm-hmm. Toby's is great, but Andrew's kind of has that shininess. Yeah. Like a neoprene. Especially so it's kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, uh, the first, the but... first one just recently grew on me. I didn't. I love yeah. the first one. It's so homemade to me with the eyes. Yeah. I love it. I know. Okay, yeah. Like a it. lot of yeah. people really like the homemade aspect too, and like, I like it, but it doesn't mean I will like the suit. Yeah. Because when I think of a Spider-Man suit, I think of the most iconic one. That's just me, and like, yeah. Um, but as for Daredevil's suit himself, uh, this version. Uh, I like in the scenes where he takes off the gloves and you see him standing there with like it's just a jacket and the scenes where he unbuckles it or sometimes he fights with it unbuckled it's like, like flared. That, it looks so cool so 2000s it's so <laughs> yeah. like 2004 oh my god yeah. I do love that movie though yeah, I, I love I will always defend that movie just like I defend Tasm it's just this kind yeah. of movie. Okay, all right. I haven't defended uh, Spider-Man three because we kind of moved on from it, and I can. But like, I I thought of Spider-Man three kind of a transition here. You're a year younger than me, right? Yep. What year were you born? Oh one. Oh one. And then Ryan, what year were you born? Three. Okay, so two thousand seven, four. Yeah. Okay, but I mean, dude, do you remember the hype for Spider-Man three? Oh, no. dude! To... The toys. The toys. Dude, to... I keep saying that if I could time travel anywhere, it would be back to rewatch Endgame for the first time. Because unfortunately, I didn't have iCloud at the time, so I filled up my storage, and I I was like, oh, I don't need these clips of a bunch of. So I was like, I deleted it. You know, the crowd reactions. But my movie has, was actually better than anything that I've seen on the internet, and I, I wish I saved those videos. Um, like with the portals, um, when Black Panther came out and he started chanting, I started chanting along the Ibombe, <laughs> and then I got the entire theater to start, and like we rumbled. And but along with that, if I could try and travel back to any place, is to pre-release Spider-Man Three. Literally, the tr- the teaser was the most watched movie trailer in history. And things are different now because everyone has has access to YouTube, um, kind of like inflation with the money making and whatnot. Yeah, because now you had to go, like I wanted, had to like go on your computer and go find it. And it wasn't. Not a lot of kids had access to computers. Not a lot of kids, teenagers, even were able to go on computers. A lot of parents were still not letting them back then. Uh, but yeah, like I vividly remember it, and the teaser and the trailer itself, and I remember it playing either on TV or on a screen at the theater or in the actual theater where we watched. The, the wording was, "His biggest battle lies within," and then three, and the bass and the venom just hitting. Like I was oh, like, when I it know, would do this like the heavy bass leading up. Do you remember that yeah. in the trailer? It did like the bass, bass, mm-hmm. bass, black, and it showed yeah. him waking up with the black suit. I remember cheering. <laughs> like, did you have the suit that reversed? I did. Yeah. I had it too. <laughs> Dude, just just the fact of how they built that up where it's his biggest battle, I was like, oh my god. Little me thought this was going to be it. This was going to be the end of it. 
not the way they did it, but like, you know. I do love the final battle in three. I just wish. Yeah. My biggest issue is Topher Grace as Venom. I I don't like him as an actor in that. Yeah, yeah. And I but hate like, how much he sees his face. Keep the Venom face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, as for the hype, like, dude, the Burger King toys were the best in my life that I've ever gotten toys for my franchise. I still have, I have them. Thank God. I I can't find my favorite one because that's the one that I like held on to as a kid. Uh, was the one where he's like squatting, but it's the one where you can put in the freezer and it'll turn into the black suit. Oh, to the black. Like, yeah, I, I can't. I can't find that. Oh. But yeah, the, the hype for it was. In my opinion, better than the hype for an Endgame. And it's like a different type of hype. Like now, like everyone watches the MCU. Like that's what everyone watches. Superheroes, right. like they're big in 2007, but like Batman Begins had just come that... out a year prior. We had X Men. R- it was right. not Endgame. It was Spider Man by himself was going to do this epic movie that was yeah. the build up for everything. The black suit and Venom was such a big deal. And mm-hmm. then we saw what we actually got. Yeah, like nowadays, hype is not only hype, and it's easier to hype things up nowadays. And like you said, every a lot of people watch MCU now, and like everyone's a Marvel nerd. And back then, it was different. But yeah, like that, that's why I'm saying, like, comparing it to now, I think the hype was a lot bigger in Endgame. And I miss that. I do miss the hype. Yeah, I will say, No Way Home was probably the greatest theater reaction we've ever been. Yeah, I was just that's why I was on my phone. I was finding the video that I took. Videos from the we went to an opening night in Disney Springs at this. It had three three balconies. Yeah, Yeah. three balcony levels, and there was people sitting on the steps on the floor. People in full costume. It was crazy. People. The place shook when Charlie Cox appeared, and Ryan was the loudest person the entire theater. (laughs) Just on his feet, scr- I jumped and cried Dude, when Andrew. You're so it. happy. It was insane. Yeah. But I have yeah, a video of sounds... when Toby came out, and there was a kid, random oh. guy, I had no idea, sitting next to me. And as he was coming out, we were like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Just the random dude next to me, just like jumping on each other. It was great. Guys, your theater sounds fucking amazing. Wow. Yeah. Like when you said people were sitting, like even on the steps, like that's. Mm-hmm. That says it, was it in sharing itself. chairs. It yeah. was. I mean, it was packed. Was is, was it opening night or day after? It was opening night. Was it? Yeah. Because they had the Thursday screening. We went on a Friday. Yeah, that's right. And it just erupted. Wow. Like you couldn't hear the dialogue of Andrew at first. Like yeah. when he first comes <laughs> through, I had no idea what he said. I just knew it was Andrew. I was yeah. just crying. They did. They did it on purpose. They know what they're doing, and that's why he was like breathing for a second. They did that in the Flash too. Like I thought it was. We'll not get into that, but like when uh <laughs> george clooney showed up and he's like what's wrong with you and then the music swells up and he literally like looks away and smiles back that's yeah. that movie not sucks. realistic whatever <laughs> sorry Anyways, back to, to everyone who liked that movie right. yeah I, um, I was the defender of the flash too up until it came out i wasn't but i had a lot more fun than i thought i was gonna have actually oh you liked it more than i did and i was like yeah. so hype it's because I'm a big also, guy, so and they kind of did oh, Batman dirty again. They meant very light. Yeah, that was yeah. that was stupid. Do him dark. Oh my god, let him be badass. I think I only had really fun with like two scenes. It was uh the first running scene where he's about to run, and then the title cuts off because of the kids. I thought that was creative, and then the whole when he actually stands, and then the whole street zooms in. Yeah, and when he it zips, zooms, and then yeah, and then the the music that they used. I, I saw it in IMAX and I was pretty close. 
I was like, holy shit, like this is it's super cool. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, I didn't really like the movie. But uh Yeah, that again, that's a different conversation. Back yeah. to Spider Man. Yeah, back to Spider Man. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, I... No Way Home, your theater. My theater was IMAX also, and I I think it was my auntie that chose it. Uh which I get her intentions, but unfortunately the IMAX doesn't sit as many people. So we didn't have the loudest crowd which I wanted. Um my local theater actually were friends with the manager. Uh, he's known me since I was a baby. They had me as Spider-Man Friday, Saturday, and maybe Sunday. Or Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They let me in the lobby, stand and take pictures. And it was like freaking Disneyland, dude. You know, where people <laughs> are crowding Spider-Man to take pictures. But it was worse because they were planning to have a worker kind of manage the line for me. But, dude, it was opening of No Way Home. They... They there's weren't no, going to have there's anyone. There's no controlling that. Yeah. So there was no one there. And it was like my friends trying to take pictures for me, but act like they're not with me. Because, you know, I did it. I haven't done my face reveal yet. Uh, or did I? 2021. No, I didn't yet. Yeah, I did my face reveal in May 2022. So, yeah, I was trying to, you know, make sure no one was like with me. Um, but, yeah, we. it was so hard to control that. I'll post about it too when uh, when this podcast releases. It's funny, but yeah, we our theater wasn't the loudest. Um, a couple rows back, we did have the the wrestling Spider Man from Toby's first one with the <laughs> with the shirt and the, the mask. I thought that was funny. I had that shirt too, but yeah, yeah, we didn't dress up for ours. We just no. went, but I I'd, I'd never seen people dress up in a movie before. Yeah, and it was everyone. Yeah, it was just in full. Yeah, it wasn't like the kids. It was. Like it was like everyone, yeah. Man. I was like, yeah, damn. Yeah. Like couples were like Spider Man and Gwen. And I was like, God, damn. but I wish yeah, I would it was an incredible experience. And then the when yeah. they when he catches uh, MJ, I mean the cheers <laughs> that came. I mean it was dead silent when she's falling and he's reaching, and I was like, he's got to catch her right. <laughs> and he catches right. her and lands. Like, I was we like, all knew. Yes. <laughs> Do you imagine yeah. he didn't catch her and he's like. Uh again. Year one? My bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. As for that scene, like people were cheering right away. Because we all knew. We all knew. Yeah. Like before he even jumped off the ledge, we all knew. <laughs> but I I think I just thought about it a few days ago. We all know the CGI has was rushed and Toby's mask looks weird. Yeah, I think Andrew's mask looks weird. It, it looks better, but I can better tell when he takes off his mask that the the red of the, is different. Mm-hmm. Um, the CGI for Toby's mask, I don't know if a lot of people notice, but the CGI for Andrew's body, because it's not most scenes. It's a lot of scenes, like the one where he's webbing uh, the lizard to the metal. Um, when you pause it, his shoulders are super flexed. His biceps and triceps are swelling, but... It's like his armpits dip up, and his his waist is like this, and it it looks yeah. so weird. It's like when uh, they all run and jump together. The CGI of them running oh, really goofy. Yeah, you can tell they definitely use like Blender or something. They all run the same. Yeah, it's so weird. And when he lands, um, when he catches MJ and lands, that looks weird. Oh, no, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. So that whole scene with the CGI, he jumped and then it cuts to CGI. Dude, like that was way too rushed for me. Like they put it in slow motion, but that was the fastest slow motion I've ever it, seen. It, I wanted something like a little snippet of Gwen, like see something in his glass again. I just wanted something, but he like, didn't have the mask on. 
I know I knew they weren't going to do that, but I, and it's fine that they didn't do that, but that, that it was way too, it was the, again, the fastest slow motion I've ever seen. I didn't yeah. get to hold my breath. I was just starting to cheer by the time he caught her. And then that, like you said, when he caught her, it was super fast. They bounce really weird. I could see the CGI face change because that's not actually him. Um, yeah, it's uh, William, who we had on the yeah. show a couple months ago. Oh, really? Yeah, he's him and I have been meaning to collab for like over a, a year now. We were supposed to collab uh, to promote No Way Home, actually. Uh, he's I've been friends with him for a while. He's a great but... guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because we all know that's him, and then it switches to Android. It like because there's picture. He's posted the picture of him holding MJ. Yeah. Yeah, I just I I really can't get over that scene, and uh, in the beginning, which I don't know if you guys noticed, I don't know if anyone noticed when the whole thing blows up and they kind of like jump out of the way. When Tom, how did he jumps get upside down? MJ, what the hell is he doing there? <laughs> he's just that. ready to launch. Like what? He's at the like, bottom of the grave. Start going. Later. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. like no <laughs> Spider-Man no, movie has Andrew. ever done that. Fuck off! I don't care. I just want to see Andrew come flying down, make the catch. <laughs> he brought me so much joy. I was just so happy. Just redemption. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That can't be the end. Yeah. And he said in a recent interview, he's like, he's like, there's more story to tell now. And that was the first time he's ever been like straightforward about it. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, yeah. He's like, there's more story to tell. And I was like, yo, how's this not like everywhere? It was on like every Spider-Man page. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, he loves playing Spider-Man. Sony loves making money. It's literally just a matter of who writes the script first and who gets the direct, like, it's going to happen. Everybody knows it's going to happen. Why is Avi Arad still working on this shit? Yeah. It, no he idea. shouldn't be. <laughs> just sell Why it. Why is he, he still in so the Sony stuff? Jeremy, you should go to Sony headquarters and tell them this. Just dress up as Spider-Man and just go tell Avi that he's ruined your career. <laughs> My career? Fucking hell, Avi. What the hell? <laughs> like, if Avi Arad, or if Sony fucking called me, because, you know, they're casting so many influencers nowadays. <laughs> if they called me and they were like, hey, we saw your idea. We want to make Ned Leeds a Spider-Man and it's a Sony thing. And then Avi Arad is the one that came up with the idea. I'm like, I'd, no, I, I don't think I would. Okay, maybe I would, but I would, I would be super hesitant to take it. <laughs> I would be like, can you show me what you've writ wrote? I need, I need to read yeah. this strip before. Yeah. And be like, well, there's no changes, right? Like, we're not going to go into right. post and then you guys are like, oh, we're refilming. Right. Like, I need you to sign that if it changes, because it probably will, that it won't be Avi doing it. Yeah. Bring Mark <laughs> Webb be... on. Let, let him make the it, changes this time. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, imagine if they, which there probably are, bringing back Toby and Andrew if Mark Webb somehow comes back. Because I heard that Sam Raimi is so coming much back. practical filmmaking. And it's mm -hmm. so well, <laughs> like, the whole swing scene underneath the bridge in Tasm 1 when he's running from the cops yeah. is one oh. of the coolest scenes. And that it's all real. That was like a cool thing I got to talk to William Spencer about because that uh, was him doing the swinging, and he was like, he's like, it was an awesome moment to like actually. Yeah. Every time I see the behind the scenes, it's so cool. And you know the shot um, in Tasm Two when he's watching Gwen go into the coffee shop, he's like perched. Yeah. So Andrew was, <laughs> I was re I was watching like a whole thing that they they let Andrew do that shot, but that's like a big deal. Like your actor go up on a really tall building. Like, the amount of there's like eight different wire sets connected to them. I was like, you know, they were like, Andrew, just don't lean, just sit right where you are, don't move. But yeah, I I love him. I love that movie. Yeah. I love Mark Webb. I think he's a good director. I love his other movies outside of just Spider Man. 
So I would really like to see him come back and get a fair shot yeah. at doing his story. Yeah, I like his style of the practicality, but even when it comes to the CGI, they tried so hard to make it as practical as possible. Like, I don't know if you've seen the, the clip, but the, the, the opening skydiving scene, the camera work, they had an actual camera guy shake and, like, move with it. Like, that, that's not a CGI camera. Yeah, I was, like that's really cool too. And the whole GoPro shot with it, uh, with it on his chest. When like, he's swinging cool in the, <laughs> such a goddamn. Good... All right, all right. I guess. Oh, fuck, I don't know if I should say this. No, okay, I won't say it. But I will say this for our movie. Like whoa, we're whoa, gonna. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I, now I want to know. Hey, you gotta say it. Come on, go. you can't well, tease it. I should say no. <laughs> not fair, Jeremy. All right, We've all right. Well, all right. Can hours. I tell you guys? But can you cut this part out? Oh no, we'll, we'll wait after. We we're not good at cutting. <laughs> okay, no, no, after no, no, no. Uh, it might it might slip in there. Show up. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys after. But uh, so what I will say for our movie is that I don't know how many swinging scenes we'll have, but we're gonna take inspiration from the best part of every single Spider-Man. And yes, like think about that again. I'm not gonna say anything further than that. Every single Spider-Man that we've seen. And then we're going to add a little bit of my own style in there. So, yeah. Like, Lotus was freaking cool. Yeah. Like, that was cool. Um, but, yeah. My turn. I liked your, uh, <laughs> your, how you, I like how you handled, I saw how many people were asking about Lotus. And you handled it perfectly. Just being like, hey, like, they, what they did was great. Like, they, they made their thing, and you were very positive about it, while so many other people were just... Like, I'm not going to say anything bad about the movie. They made a mm. Spider-Man movie. Like, that's that's mm. something I wish I could do. So, yeah. you, I think the way you handled it, I thought, was great. Being very just yeah. kind about it. Because that's, that's what Instagram and all that's for. Like, networking. Like, we got to go see the movie, which was cool. Like, I didn't expect to watch it in the theater. So, I, I thought mm. you handled it really well. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And I was really scared, too. And um, my initial thought or decision was that I wasn't going to at all, that I wasn't going to address it. But like, I feel like we need to address mistakes. But you saw that at the same time, I'm like, I don't know everything. You don't know everything. Yeah, this your initial thought about this person is not like if you were to judge me for my one mistake from when I was younger. I wouldn't want to know you, be friends with you. I'd like, that's not how you judge people. Um, my whole thing was like, you know, everything's been good since that I've seen. Um, yeah, it like, seems like they're not like that thing, anymore. But Warden's been super cool. I've, I've continued talking to Warden outside of mm -hmm. that event. And mm -hmm. uh, they were both kind enough to come on the show before we went out to LA and invited us to go out mm -hmm. with them and film some yeah. cool content while we were there. So mm -hmm. I, I have nothing bad. Like, People make mistakes. I've made my plenty of my own mistakes. And Ryan mm -hmm. has knows me my entire life. We everyone makes yeah. them. So I'm not gonna judge someone. I know everyone's yeah. good. People are very outspoken about how they feel about people. But if you don't know yeah, them nowadays, personally, yeah. people make mistakes. People say stupid yeah. things that they didn't. They don't mean now when they. Right. Who was? Did anyone here playing a Modern Warfare Two chat when you were like ten years old? You don't want those released, do you? Right, that's what I exactly. Not only were you an ignorant kid once, but going back two years ago, three years ago, even five years ago, not even longer than that, but times were different. It's different now. And um, me personally, 
I grew up with a lot of jokes. I grew up with a lot of racist jokes that I was included in, like, at me, and I never got offended. Like, it was part of, it, it was a joke, you know? Like, yeah, people like get that... offended in comedy clubs nowadays. So dumb. Yeah. And that's, that's the weird thing with doing, now we have an editor of the show, but me and Ryan, I, I, we're very kind-hearted people. We, we don't try and offend people, but we, there's been a couple yeah. times where we've said things and then Spotify like takes it down. I'm like, I didn't even know what I said was bad. Like, yeah. so you have to be oh, so wow. careful now. And I know that there's bad words out there that you're not supposed to say, but then there's some like the F word, the like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need people <laughs> think I'm saying the other word. That's a no, no. That's even, that gets people annoyed that we even say that sometimes. So. Hmm. I, okay. I Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's uh the whole yeah the whole Lotus thing. I made the last minute t- decision to address it, not only because it kept popping up in my comments, but I if I didn't address it, I probably wouldn't. I, I probably would have been spoken about horribly on other people's stories, and uh, then it would be harder to defend myself. Or I would have to defend myself in general. Um, plus, I did want to post about like you know pictures. Sure, yeah, I'm sure. You guys have seen my pictures from the carpet. Like, I, I was excited for that. Yo, um, those pictures were cool. Yeah. I liked when you guys did the point. I was like, that's a cool picture. I can't even. Be oh mad yeah, it. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't see anyone else do that. But I'm like, all right, there's literally three Spider Man here. That's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, there was another Spider Man. There were like a couple other ones there. They didn't do that. But really, I, I only knew you yeah. and Warden were gonna be there. There was a. There was Miles Morales one. There was... I don't even remember what type of suit it was, but it was like... I think it was darker, like a damage suit. I don't remember the third one. The third one was like an even cheaper suit, I think. But yeah, there were like other Spider-Man there. A couple. But again, I didn't, never saw it. I'm glad I'm the only one that did, though. <laughs> yeah, no. You, um, yeah, I was. It was a cool post. And I, yeah. I said this already. I, when you walked... Because I, I, we were talking to Warden, and I saw you, mm-hmm. and I was like, is he coming up to us? I was like, holy shit, he is coming up to us. And then you were like, hi. And then you shook my hand. I was like, hi, I'm Tommy. You're like, I'm International Spider-Man. I was like, I fucking knew it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that... I also, I'm really glad that I got a picture with the the, the you know, the, the main cast because that clip of all of us, I think that's sick. And Mariah specifically, like, she sent, she asked me to send her some of my videos and she was like, you look like you belong there. Like, I'm excited to see your movie. I'm like, thank you. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that was really cool. Um, and then my date said the same thing too. And she knows about my movie and she, I tell her all about it, you know? And she's like, you really look like you're, you're in your element there. And I'm excited for yours. And she's like, no matter what happens between us, I don't care. I want an invite, you know? Oh, so, that's so yeah. nice. <laughs> I'm really excited for that. We don't even want yeah. to watch our movie. Huh? We don't want to watch I don't ours. Want to see it. We're we're very <laughs> hesitant about what. I think it's more like it's first off to me at least. It's very it's it's lay a real day I had. Yeah. That I mm. therapeutically was told to write about, and I did. Got and it. Ryan, being the best friend I could ask for, made it into a really good script that I could not have done. And so watching it and me, I ended up, I wasn't going to play the character 
Because I was like, that's uh, too on the nose if I'm playing myself. But then it eventually got to the point where me and Ryan were talking. And Ryan was like, he's like, you you should play it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then we cast, we uh, we held auditions for the girl. We mm-hmm. ended up getting a really good actress to play my best, my other best friend. Because Ryan, mm-hmm. I didn't tell him till later about all that stuff I was going through. But yeah. yeah, so I think it's a little bit like we wrote it. I have to watch myself act now in it. Yeah. So it's like that weird, like, yeah. I don't want to watch it. So maybe I'll send it to you and you can just give us honest reviews and be like, sure, yeah. You're like, yo, don't, don't, don't put this out there. This is horrible. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. I would love to. Um, now that you say that, though, that's another thing. Okay. For everyone watching and for everyone, like, waiting for my movie to not only come out, but just for us to release information about the movie, whether you're waiting because you're excited or you're waiting to, like, bash my movie. <laughs> I originally was going to cast a Peter Parker and do our own same storyline, but I was like, okay, come on. Like now Spider-Man, cause I, I thought about this years ago and then I heard about Spider-Man Lotus and I'm like, oh great. I'm like, okay, another Spider-Man fan film. So how do I make it more original? Um, but then as I slowly talked about it with my followers, like on my private story or whatever, a lot of people were like, this is your story, not just a suicide prevention story. This is your story. And this is a movie essentially for your fans. We know you as Spider-Man. We want to see you as Spider-Man. And I was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know people would care that much to want me in the movie. But I was like, okay, like I can't, I don't want to, have you seen Spider-Man cake day? Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know why they casted that guy, like, for whatever, but I was like, I don't want to, like, cast myself as Spider-Man just because, like, and be Peter Parker. And then I was like, I got it. There's, like, little to no Asian American representation just more recently. There's very little to no representation about Filipino Americans. And if they are, they're always either just changed up or they don't even talk about that they're filipino and i'm really glad that they did it with ned because they didn't do it in the first movie and or the second movie i'm so glad they did it in no way home and me and along of the other filipinos in the theater were fucking laughing so hard about it <laughs> um yeah, i'm so glad that they did that and you know it wasn't intrusive and it wasn't like other you know how they're changing the they're they're race swapping a lot of characters now, and they're focusing on cultural aspects and uh, uh, um, like like feminism with the whole superhero thing too. Um, like I'm all for it, but every single one of them has been shoved down our throats. Like it almost feels like they're doing it just to satisfy us, not because they genuinely care. I don't know, but like the whole uh, you know in Endgame when all the girls stood together and she was like, she's not alone. I feel like that was kind of shoving it down our throat. And if you, if you need to mention it, then it's kind of a, you know, let it happen. Let them all fight. together. That's still cool. You don't need that line of dialogue. Yeah. The more you mention it, the more ironic it is, you know? Uh, So yeah, it didn't feel that way for me with the whole Filipino thing. Maybe it felt like that to other people, but you know, the fact that she spoke Tagalog and, it's funny that no one else could understand because they didn't even use subtitles. Yeah, they yeah. didn't. I didn't um, know what they said. Yeah, I don't speak Tagalog, so I didn't know. My grandma had to be like, <laughs> oh, she's saying this. And for any other Filipinos watching, if you're younger, 
and you do speak Tagalog, let me know because uh, my grandparents and my parents were like, he was speaking Tagalog really slowly and it sounded really weird. I don't understand it, so I don't know. Um, I could see in some parts where she did, but I'm like, maybe the directors were like, okay, let's do this take again, but slow it down a little bit so the Filipinos can understand you. I don't know. Because um, Tagalog sounds like um, Spanish a lot. And even if you speak Spanish, like it could be super fast. So maybe. Or maybe she was just nervous. I don't know. This is literally her first role. Um, I'm just really glad that they did that. Um, and for my movie, yeah, we're going to touch up on that too. Because that's when I decided, holy crap, okay, let's make this a multiverse thing, which everyone, you know, we are already familiar with. Our version will be Ned Leeds. And... Yeah, he's going to be a Filipino Spider-Man in this universe. And um, there were a couple things that I wanted to do specifically. I don't know if I should mention it now or at the end. So that way you can cut it. Probably oh, cut it later, we'll, I guess. We'll stop the recording so you can tell <laughs> us this stuff. Okay, yeah. Yeah, all right. Let me note that down then, what I want to say. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's how we're going to go about my movie. I, I'm ecstatic. I'm so excited just because I love the whole idea of it focusing on the mental health and all all that kind of stuff. Because even if we don't really mention it in Spider-Man, Spider-Man definitely goes through this on his own at the same time. Like, as yeah. much as this is your story, which I'm not taking away from that, I'm saying yeah. Spider-Man exactly. also goes through all that kind of stuff, and it's not ever talked about. Yeah. Spider-Man's yeah. always been the superhero who just always has a shitty ending. You know what I mean? Like, and catch a break. Yeah, exactly. Like you look at the end of the first Toby movie. He ends with his breaking up with his girlfriend, and then his best friend hates his guts because he killed his dad. Like, there's never a happy ending for Spider-Man. And then the entire second movie is that, yeah. which is also why it's like so accurate. Mm. But yeah, it's yeah. The, the, the goblin scene just happened that made me. Steam. I know. I'm looking. <laughs> it's I when know. his shoulders like move. This. It freaks me out. <laughs> All the. The shoulder yeah, blades? the shoulder thing. Oh, I don't like and that. And then they add, like, the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I turned away just as everyone was talking. I looked away. And I don't like right, it. Right, yeah. It freaks me out. But Even no, though they did have to tone down this scene, this still kind of freaked me out in the theater. It's a good... That like was, they said that was the feeling for the whole movie was supposed to be like that. Mm. It was supposed to feel like a horror movie. Like how scary Electro can be because there is no really fighting Electro. Yeah. And then they kind of went away interesting, from that went but... the more MCU route. Yeah, interesting. I like how they 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 did better with Electro and No Way Home. Yes, yes. <laughs> they did way better. Yeah. Just yeah. Jamie Foxx the hate, way he is. I hate him in this. He's just not as good. Yeah. Jamie Foxx the way he is, and then the yellow instead of the blue. And then the whole like construction jacket, I thought that was sick. It was the right yeah. colors, and it's the fact that it's like right there. Some people can be like, oh, that's lazy, but no, I think that's cool. Yeah. It's a shed. It's going to yeah. have that kind of stuff, especially if they're working yeah. on power lines and everything at night. Kind of yeah. makes sense. The, like I said, it goes with the colors too. And um, the only thing that, like, mm, I don't know if it's a huge thing, but like, you know, the arc reactor was, he, he, he was yeah. powered by the arc reactor. And then Doc, uh, Dr. Octopus got a hold of it and he, he said his famous line again. Um, now that I think about it, though, like, did they need the arc reactor? Probably not, huh? No. And actually, wait a second. Where the hell did the arc react? 
Did the arc reactor go back to the other universe with Dr. Octopus? He was holding it. How did the arc reactor? Did someone take it? See? No one took it from him, right? <laughs> well, that man stuffed that in his pocket remember. and left. Oh my god. <laughs> that man's about he to be literally... so smart in 2004. That man's about to make a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Guys, like, wow. He's pretending to be good at the end, and he's like... <laughs> he just goes back and beats yeah. up Toby now. Dude. <laughs> All right, yeah, you you guys have to post that part and like make it a short clip somehow because I want to see what everyone sons. else has. To say. Power of two sons in the palm of you my can hand. Like that. And and oh god, man, I can't believe I just realized that now. That's crazy. What the heck? Another great scene on the TV right now. Ah, oh, okay. Um, I'll go through this quickly, but. Uh, again, I grew up without my dad. I grew up an only child, so I grew up very lonely. Um, and something was instilled in me a long time ago that, like, I wanted to find my person in life. Um, I literally already have plans about how I'm going to propose and how, like, what I want in our wedding. There's, like, certain things that I want to do. Um, damn, I can't believe I'm saying it publicly, and I, I hope <laughs> no one does it. I mean, I want to share it. It's a cool idea. And I, again, I really hope no one does it. But if anyone does, this will be on the record that I said it first. I would still There'll hate proof. to see There'll it. Proof here. Yeah. I would just still hate to see it happen. That whole scene where he spells out, I love you on the bridge. Like, I want to do that and make that our proposal. Like, that'd be pretty dope. That'd be nice. Right? <laughs> yeah. Damn, you're going to have a lucky wife. I'm just going to. Walk down the stream like, hey, guess what? <laughs> wedding. <laughs> guess what? Wedding. Guess what? We're in debt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm a huge uh, grand gesture guy. For anyone that knows how I met your mother, I'm a Ted Mosby. That's how. Oh I am. no, naturally so. I am too. I just yeah. don't have the pocket change right now to be Ted Mosbying it. I also need a girlfriend yeah. before I can Ted Mosby her. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be super expensive, man, for me to do. Oh, but no, you're we'll gonna get, get, cast, get, you're gonna get cast in a Spider-Man movie and make a lot of money. You're gonna hire us to work on your movies. <laughs> we're, we're gonna make a nice, solid amount of money. A harsh working conditions. <laughs> you're like, okay, guys, you need to film six podcasts a day. I will be your guest, and we'll just talk about my life. Okay. And they all need to be edited by the end of the day. Oh, we'll send to our <laughs> other guy. We won't do it. <laughs> We have a guy no, who's honestly, working like, more. Right. Honestly, like, if, if something like that happens in the future where you do need to make, need to make that many podcasts, like, I'm sure the, the whole AI editing will definitely help out a lot. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I mean, oh I'm, not, I'm not all for AI taking over work, mm -hmm. but for my own things, if I had my own podcast to edit, because I don't have money to outsource, like, yeah, I'll do the auto podcast for sure. Yeah. I'm surprised you yeah. don't have a podcast. I literally have well it's because i really wanted the in-person type of podcast like i really love that aspect and i really like i want to decorate my set um and yeah i mean if i if i do it like this I, i've been on another one um foggy pancakes shout out to them um i don't know i never thought about it and i, I don't, again i don't have money to outsource i struggle with my own editing there's a lot of content that i have to post this month and i'm just like i have so much going on I also have ADHD for anyone watching. You know how it is getting shit done, so. <laughs> I'm following you. Oh, man. okay. That's that's another thing about our movie. It's not just going to be about 
wanting to take your own life with being depressed, we're going to talk about, again, the characters that have their own issues. There'll all be unique mental health uh, illnesses that people have. And uh, I guess I could say this publicly, that uh, we were considering uh, Spider-Man having ADHD also. But I also, I I don't want to pack everything into it, so we probably won't do that. I don't think it'll help the the story either. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Andrew Garfield's has ADHD. He might possibly. He is so jittery. Yeah. You you could tell, yeah, the jitteriness, the hyperfixation when he's mm-hmm. creating, and the the whole web scene where he's fixing the web shooter. He yeah. has that hyper focus. Um, when he's talking as Spider Man, yeah, it's. I see. He might it. have. <laughs> this isn't a a bad lot of thing. people say. A lot of people say that uh, Tom's probably has ADHD, but I, I don't know. Maybe they just make him childish, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't see it. I think it's just the childishness there, you know? Yeah, because I feel like with Andrews, this is this is probably the last point about Andrew. Specifically, I'm going to make is that his, and this is just my opinion. Don't get mad at me. Don't not trying to aggravate any fans out there. The reason why Andrews, my Spider-Man, is one because I grew up on him, and. The way he's able to show his emotions with just the plain eyes and the way he moves, his hand motions, the way he moves his head when he's just annoyed and trying to... It's coming up on the screen behind Jeremy. Mm-hmm. is when he's telling Gwen she can't be there and he's like moving his arms. He's like, you can't be here. And he gets every emotion across. While Tom... I, I don't think Tom's not a bad, a bad actor. He does have the eyes that move, which do help him with some of the performance stuff. Not saying what he... He does a lot of his stunts and stuff, so he is great. Yeah. But Andrew has to show off those emotions so much. He, he does that so well. Yeah. And that's kind of back to my point earlier. That's kind of where Toby was lacking. Like, literally, I'm just imagining the scene right now in Spider-Man 3 where he jumps into the, the car, and he's like, calm down, tough guy. Like, he's literally standing still. Like, I can't tell if he's actually talking or if it was just a voiceover, you know? He always um, does this. He, like, stands and just lands. Yeah. Could also be the suit's think... probably older. Just, yeah, yeah, definitely. Harder to move in. Every part of your body hurts. I love right, that. Yeah. Just, I love that, like, yeah. Just your and organs. When he your talks bones. to himself, too. I love this part when he like, plays Itsy Bitsy Spider. I know not everyone. I like I, he's it. like, I hate this song. I hate this song. It just gets smoked. <laughs> I, I thought that was song. so cheesy, but I, I, I thought that was funny. And yeah, I, I didn't Spider-Man think about it being... Ones. Yeah, I didn't think about it being a whole dubstep thing until people mentioned it. Hans Zimmer, yeah, Hans him... Zimmer went for it with the score. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh hell yeah. The craziest thing I've ever done. Dude, like, if anything, I hope everyone agrees that the fucking score for this movie is amazing. No pun intended. I'm not gonna lie, it might play it at the end of our video for this. It might play oh, at the end. Yeah, that'd be good, like a good outro, yeah. In for us. Right here. It's literally... Yeah, there it is. What are you doing? He's frustrated. He's literally using his legs to kind of kick the air. You can't be here. Shaking right his head. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it it kind of with the Amazing Spider-Man one, it kind of weirded me out at first. And my dad, my dad is still weirded out by it because he's not really a movie guy, let alone a Spider-Man movie guy. Um, but yeah, when it first came out, I was like, he needs to chill a little bit. But no, I like it now. But like, I remember the car scene where the guy gets. He breaks into the car and he's just. That's like, one of the best scenes. I love <laughs> small knives. My weakness, small knives. 
Yeah, is that a knife? The, or even before they get out of the car, where he's just like, where he's like, are you a cop? He's like, seriously? Seriously think I'm a cop? Cop, skin tight, red and blue suit. Like, he was really shaking his head. And I like, in the trailer, they showed a clip of that and that really caught me off guard for a second but yeah no i like it i really do and then he's like keeps webbing the door and he's like the window yeah he's the window yeah i love this dude I, this whole fight yeah. is when so you said well- sequence there's no in my opinion there's no bad cgi during that part um, and that actual set is a lot so a lot of those beams are really there because there's you know the shot when you first hear goblin laugh after and he comes mm-hmm. flying in yeah. so that was mm-hmm. him on like a roller coaster thing coming through oh like, shit i didn't know that practice. it's crazy it's one of the i think it's one of the biggest superhero sets is like the whole grids area they made wow. it's pretty cool this whole really cool all sets like they basically remade times a lot square. of yeah, yeah. times time square time but also square. other parts of new york yeah, yeah. even though it's the crazy. final yeah, really shot cool. with rhino is the real street they shut it down to try and get right that shit. dude that's insane yeah they went for it on that that, that yeah that's that's another thing about tom holland's movies they're getting so less easier. believable because yeah. it's all CGI. Literally, and I, I get, like, No Way Home. It was, like, during COVID. So I get the whole, like, Bleecker Street, Doctor Strange, and, like, you could see people in the background. Everything is CGI. I mean, yep. that one part where they're at is not, but it's covered in CGI. So what's mm-hmm. the point? His suit yeah, it's just the is door practical. It's beautiful. Yeah, and his suit is also beautiful, also covered in CGI. The people walking in the background were CGI. Again, that they were out of focus, so it doesn't matter. But like, it's consistent with Tom's movies. In Far From Home, the fight on the bridge, none of it. It was so fast paced, and none of it felt real because it's just all CGI. And then the the moment where you know he jumps from, he swings because he has a plan, and then he like webs all the 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 drones, and you know he's kind of like flipping in slow motion. He looks like a blender figure just <laughs> rotating in midair. When Andrew does it, he literally like twists his body and like his legs twist in the and slow you'll see motion. The like, suit move with him yeah. the way that your actual wrinkle, body like, and yeah. clothing would move. Dude, I'm sure Marvel has heard us talk about how the CGI looks way too fake on his suit. Like yeah. in Homecoming, it was a little worse. It looks like his skin. Um, I think he was far from home, where he oh yeah, where he's swinging in his phone in the trailer, the teaser. He was wearing. The homecoming suit but in the final cut it was you know when he's texting mj um mm. but when you look at the original version with the homecoming suit because of how bad the cgi is like his his wrist is like half his size like it's so skinny and the, the suits like there's no thickness yeah. at all it looks like his skin but yeah again the cgi that could be a whole conversation that could be a whole other podcast yeah. but yeah mm-hmm. andrew's the, the suit rippling when he's falling in the air when he's twisting, like it, it, it all looks believable to me. The parts where I think it's full CGI, it looks real to me. Um, Sam Raimi did good with Toby's, where he would cut back and forth to look like you know it blended in. Um, especially the scene where he's falling, losing his powers, you know, hits the side, falls on the ground. When he gets back up, then it turns to practical. Like it looks, yeah, he did good with that. Mm-hmm. Tasm did good with this. Now it's just time for uh. Tom to, yeah. Well, not yeah. Tom's fault, like Marvel. Yeah, yeah. But Tom, yeah. Whoever's doing the CGI. Yeah, because not who's rushing Tom them Holland to do CGI. Like how they film them. Yeah, yeah. Right. And they right, have the just... perfect spot to do it, where they can say like, "Oh, the the Stark made suits were so skin tight, but now he just made his own suit." So you have the ability You're to right. say, 
this is looser. Just go for it. It's it's so easy right now, but what they do suit could end up yeah. being probably the best suit. That yeah. suit's done right. I will it looks say, amazing, just that last scene. I will say, and I will probably get a bunch of fire for this from in the comments. I'll say the first part first. Um, I didn't like the, the last swing. Didn't like it at all in No Way Home. It's uh, all CGI. That didn't it, yeah, I mean, it's all CGI, which again, I expected. But that body, that model does not look like Tom at all. It looks like a video game yeah. to me. Like it, It's because I've also studied him, you know, trying to stand like him. Like I know his shoulders. I know his posture. I know Andrew's posture because I had to stand differently in the suit when I got it. And that's why it looks weird to me in, in uh, No Way Home how he's all like this with his shoulders rather than... Mm-hmm. Dude, like Andrew stands with his shoulders down. Like he has a long neck. And yeah. he like tilts his head up a lot too. That's how Andrew stands. Tom like shrugs up. Um, but yeah, the the model didn't look like him at all. Um, the swinging was, if you, I don't know if you specifically noticed, but if you look back to when he jumps off and the camera swings with him, every time he changes direction, the camera changes direction, which annoys the hell out of me. I don't feel like I'm swinging with him. The camera's up in the air with him, but I don't feel like I'm swinging with him. And it like, mm-hmm. I don't get dizzy, but if I could, it would be with that. Um, yeah, it's literally the opposite direction. And there's this deleted scene. You guys might've seen it where in Spider-Man three, uh, he swings in the daytime with his black suit. Have you guys oh, seen yeah. that deleted scene? There's a lot of people who are like, what are these physics where he like, you know, takes the web like this and like spins and like kind of lets it stretch. Um, the camera did this, a similar thing where the camera rotates around him when it's, when he's doing something. Um, and a lot of, no one said anything about the last swing and, the last part of it ah. for everyone watching i'm sorry but i really hate the new suit i'm not gonna hate Maybe only because until i see a real version of it. yeah right right yeah okay okay that's what i was gonna say i hate it as of now because it's all cgi and maybe they'll do another civil war homecoming thing where it'll look a lot better in, the, in, in spider-man 4 but i also hope that that the reason why it's so shiny is because it was meant to be made in this like for the snow. So I wouldn't mind if they do change it in the another one, which they're kind of doing too much, but whatever. Other than it being CGI, I still really hate the suit. Like I don't like that the blue is so shiny. I don't like the shade of blue. I don't like the logo. It looks it looks like one of the worst concepts for Spider-Man PS4. Like it looks like you thought the homecoming and far from home one looked too techy with the hexagon shape. Mm. This one is less techy, but more of that. It's like the same person designed it. Yeah. And they probably designed by the same person. And yeah, I just, there's nothing about that new logo that will ever make me draw it. You know? That's that's how you know the logo is good. In school, I would draw Toby's logo. I would draw Andrew's logo. People get tattoos of Tom, Toby's, and Andrew's logo, but I don't know if anyone will ever get a tattoo of the new logo. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, the eyes is like, I guess it's comic accurate, but the fact that it's his own new suit without the Stark technology, it didn't show it moving. But I feel like that would have been a chance to make it a little different too. 
less I hope childish. his eyes don't move in the new one. Yeah. It's just stationary. Make him do his... Yeah, because yeah. when he made his home, his homecoming homemade suit, the eyes didn't move, huh? They don't yeah, move? So. No. Homecoming's... Uh, the goggles. They doing. The goggles. Civil War, they move. Yeah. Well, no, no. Yeah, Civil, yeah that's Stark's suit. suit. I'm talking about the, home, the homemade one. Oh, they yeah, his goggles. The, the goggles. Yeah, they don't move, yeah. I thought they did. Yeah, I... For some reason. I could no. be completely thought... wrong. You could be right, oh. but I don't know. I think it's just the shape where you think it would move. Yeah, it could just be, like, my brain getting used to the Stark one. I'm just thinking it does, but right. I don't know. Right, yeah. Jeremy, our season yeah. one. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Ryan was pointing at me while you were talking. He's like, yeah. you see what's happening? <laughs> oh, he was? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, Ryan, even though you don't like this movie... I don't know how you feel about this entire scene, but again, the crying is just the most realistic I've seen in a movie. Ryan's putting up the L <laughs> sign for Gwen Stacy that she took an L. Took an L. See, he just like he's not gonna bounce back. He just hyperventilated trying to catch I his know, breath. Like crying. this is how I cry. Oh no, his crying is great. And right here, I just don't care. He says, "I can't do this without you." Oh, and he can't. I. That's why I love the scene, though, no when he explains how dark he got. Like, and then they came out and said that he became a fuck boy. Yeah. After the Gwen, I was like, why do you need to tell us this? I don't need to know Andrew's out there banging. Like, that's not my. That's yeah. not my business. Oh God, that scene, man. Um, yeah, and and just seeing surprising. Andrew, what? Andrew cry is just he's. He's got a good crying face. He's good yeah. at crying. And, you know, we all love him with how sweet he is. Like, it, it just makes the experience a lot better. And I just think, even outside of Spider-Man, he's a incredible actor. Like, he doesn't... Yeah. While... This, oh, outside of Spider-Man, uh -huh. the other two have had not as strong careers. Toby has had, yeah. definitely had a couple movies that worked. I yeah, went through Tom but... Holland's filmography. You know he has like one successful critic movie. Oh yeah, he keeps trying. He tries. Like I he, think he just genuinely tries to. I don't think. Which one was that, it? Devil all the time is his. Uh no, uh, Lost City of Z is his best reviewed movie. Is it really? Yeah, and that's with Robert Pattinson and Charlie Hunnam. Well, not uh, counting Spider Man. Not counting Spider Man. Wait, no, 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 no. Uh, um, the Devil All the Time is the one with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, oh no, he's done two with Pattinson. Mm -hmm. Lost City. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, that's his most. That's his, his highest reviewed movie. Movie? Crazy. That's highest reviewed. He has. I thought. Ron Tomatoes, he has two movies outside of Spider Man that are above a 60. Wow. What's the other one? Lost City Z and Devil All the Time. Yeah. I could have sworn I saw Lost City of Z. Because that was the one that was delayed, too, right? No, that's. uh, What's the one? Are you thinking about the one Chan Tatum? There was a Chan Tatum more. Tom Holland movie? Oh no, Tom Holland. No, he Lost City of Z came out in like 2014, 2015. That's the one with Daisy Ridley, right? No, that's mm -hmm. no. What is that? Oh, Chaos that Walking. One. Chaos Walking. Horrible. That is a crazy that thing the, okay. that you just said. That is that crazy is, that you brought it up. That is great because when this podcast started, it was an inside joke that we <laughs> called this the Chaos Walking podcast because we kept talking about it, but we just never do an episode. So when we finally filmed the first episode and he put it out. I got him a gift. I just went to Target and then bought the DVD of Chaos Walking. And I'm like, Chaos Walking Podcast. We did it, baby. <laughs> it oh, my God. Crazy. I haven't thought of that movie That's in what two it was. years. That, move, 
that was the one that was delayed, right? Yeah, like a thousand Crazy. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That went through. I didn't watch it. Different but... leads. Yeah, and it still sucked. Six different Whoa. duos went through it. Wow, because it, um, it's not good. But yeah, to your point, outside of Spider-Man, both Tom and uh, Toby, uh, not so strong. But yeah, in my opinion, um, even if Andrews hasn't become like a big box office movie outside of Spider-Man, I feel like. Hacksaw Ridge is one of my favorite movies. Um, what's it called? Tick, Tick, Boom. I great for everyone watching. Don't get mad at me, but I don't like musical movies. But I like that movie. Same with Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Uh, Under the Silver Lake was a weird movie, but like I enjoyed watching Andrew. I think it's because I just like weird though. Yeah, Yeah. Hacksaw Ridge is always Ryan's browser preventing recording. No, we're still recording. No. We're good. You're not recording. This, this... So now it's just me and Jeremy right now without my stupid co-host. Can't refresh your page. Oh, it doesn't show it on your end? Yeah, it says... Oh. Well... Oh, yeah, now I see two of us now. Me. He's coming back. But going into that scene that you're watching... Oh, there he goes. So that scene right there, back. I love just... Because I, f- I firmly believe she knows he's Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The scene in the room, are you talking about when she says, uh, wait, how does she, how does she hint at it in the room? I forgot. No way. Okay. Oh, Scared the shit out of me, dude. What if we like god. weren't recording the last hour? Oh my god! Oh, it's the worst when that happens. We've recorded like hour and a half podcasts. Damn. Yeah. We're good. Okay. Uh, the yeah, the last thing was what I was saying was how what what line did she say when she like hinted at knowing the. Mm-hmm. I didn't hit anything. Not that I know. Of. Oh. Yeah. The fact that she wrote it herself. You know what else I love about this Spider Man? He fucking loves his girlfriend. She's all over his wall. Yeah, their memories and their pictures. He's e- mm-hmm. she's even on the closet door when you open it. I mean, that's what I do too, honestly. <laughs> you should put the we're having. Wow, it's just me now. What happened? Yeah, we're Some good. Sweet here. Oh, weird. there we go. All right. <laughs> that good? Yep. All right, cool. Okay, there okay. we go. Are you guys uh, switched back? Yeah, um, you're in the middle now. This is weird. Yeah, no. this is weird. We all switched spots <laughs> now on my screen. She's um, literally in, in the closet. The pictures. Of, oh, wait, wait. It's about to show up. Outside the cafe. The shot. Come on. 
I think after this. Right there. I don't know if you guys can see from there, but that's her in the that's the her. jean, the denim shirt with the ponytail. Oh, with the denim shirt. Wow. Yeah. Because huh. on the behind the scenes, you see her in that denim shirt with her hair coming over her shoulder. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Why? Why just not have her face the t the screen? God damn it. I know. Why no, not? Though. Right. If you're gonna cut it, just at least. Whatever. But yeah. Well, um, for the sake of both this recording not losing what we have done so yeah. far, do you have, does anyone have any final thoughts to shout out to everyone about the TASM movies and Spider-Man Total? Uh, the TASM movies, I will say one of the notes is that I saw Kevin Feige had notes. I don't know if that's real, but if it is, the notes that I saw were really good. He like basically fixed the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about, I'm just I'm sure if you look it up on TikTok, yeah. TikTok yeah. is a good search engine, you'll be able to find it. Um, other than that, but yeah, I just I love Amazing Spider-Man too. Hell yeah! Hate Ryan? me for it, and I don't care. <laughs> Can't say the same, but I'll never knock anybody's love for these movies besides yours, yeah. of course, because okay. it's funny. I was but... gonna say, I was like, I get hated. <laughs> yeah. No, if anybody truly loves these movies, I'm never gonna like yell at you and call you a moron or like stupid or anything. Besides Tommy, that's okay. it. Okay, we're so but good. um, just attacking me. Yeah, no, I I think they're both very very flawed movies with some yeah. very very great bright spots so yeah yeah there you go that's good um before we get to you i feel like when like our very last line we should be like i'm ryan i'm tommy i'm jeremy and i love the amazing spider-man and he cuts in and he's like and i hate the amazing spider-man <laughs> yeah. we'll see you in the next video in the next podcast <laughs> no we're First off, before we do anything, we will definitely be having you on again if you're down for that. Because I have had, yeah. I mean, we've done one other episode. It's been over two hours, and we did have a lot of fun. Those this yep. was a lot easier two hours. Like it was less like having to work. Yeah, more just having like a really nice conversation. Well, because that one was yeah, reviewing yeah. the entire MCU. Yeah, that was that wasn't fun. <laughs> we watched every MCU oh, movie in like god. a week. Yeah, oh my god, it was torture. But um, yeah, I my last thoughts on the main Spider Man are that these two movies are iconic, and in my opinion, they are the best portrayal that we've ever had of the iconic web-slinger. Andrew Garfield is amazing in these roles. This role. Emma Stone, you're iconic and beautiful, and one of the, my favorite actresses in the world. And Sally Fields, you're one sexy woman. I love you to death. And, uh, yeah. Before we... Before... Did you write all that down? No, I thought about that. Oh, it looked like you were reading the screen. I'm like, there's no way he wrote this. <laughs> Hey, bro. Hey, I... <laughs> looking at the screen. That's hot. Home. <laughs> Tell the people that like that sitting could be, that could be one of the clips, on. honestly. I know. It would have been so funny if you had wrote Sally Fields, you sexy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say sexy motherfucker. That's really, that could sexy. be one of the clips. She is. And no, I honestly, I want you to Tommy, know. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you. Like, she's a good-looking woman. She like, is. You can go just back like and look at her, and, like younger. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So. I love those movies. And Jeremy, do you want to tell everyone, even though 2.6 million of them know where you're located, where would everyone else that doesn't follow you yet find you? Um, again, my name is Jeremy. I'm mostly known as the International Spider-Man, which if you search it up, it, it will pop up. But for whatever reason, you can't find it. I actually had to change my name to Deroma Official, which is my last name, D-E-R-O-M-A, Official. Um, International Spider-Man is still my display name. 
as far as today. Uh, that's why it popped up. But yeah, International Spider-Man or Daroma Official. And uh, I'm excited to be on the podcast again because, I don't know, maybe this is where I'll announce the title. Of our Yo, movie. we're getting... Uh-oh. <laughs> if everyone's listening, we hit too many... A million... Actually, we're not going to hit that. <laughs> if we had 10,000 followers, we would have Jeremy on again to announce the title. On Instagram. I don't care about all the other ads. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We're definitely going to have him on anyway, just for the numbers. <laughs> but no, uh, this was a lot of fun. I've had an absolute blast. I'm happy I got to rewatch The Amazing Spider-Mans and got to show Ryan how just incredible of a movie The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is. Try it. What? He showed me. Sequences. I... <laughs> he said you tried. <laughs> but yeah, uh, make sure to continue listening to us on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you find podcasts. Uh, make sure to follow us on TikTok. We don't have 2 million followers, but still, come and follow us. We make some funny content, I guess. And where else, Ryan? For or us? Not. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for getting us nominated for the People's Choice Awards. We will f- make sure to check out the stream on September 30th to see if we win. Marvel, you're going down. Your podcast sucks. We're better. Just want you guys to understand that. And yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we will see you all next week. See ya.